Hello and welcome to the LGA podcast. That is Lit Gaming Arena. For those of you do, who don't know, I'm Marcus and I am joined by my co-host, Justin in the blue corner. That's me. And Frost in the red corner. I'm gonna make you hurt. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> Welcome to the pre-3 podcast. That is pre-3. That is pre-E3. Pre-E3. We got lots of stuff. We, I mean, obviously still, we're going to talk about the games we've played. We have all sorts of news that's not directly about E3, but there were a shitload of leaks. Nope, it is only an E3 cast. I'm going to kill you. Slip him out. Bye. I have nothing to say. <laughs> you have everything to say. But first, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to our website, LitGamingArena.com. You can also find our Discord at chat.LitGamingArena.com. We are nearing closer to 1,000 downloads. So uh, just another reminder that when we do hit 1,000 downloads, we will have a giveaway. And stay tuned for more details about that as we inch ever closer to that first big milestone. Anyway, I will hand off to Frost who has some new game releases for us. What do you got over there? I got so much. Do you want to know for sure? Yes. So for this next week that's coming up, it's um going to be interesting. <laughs> Starting right off with uh, Great Toilet Simulator. On the play on the PC, not the PlayStation. It's on the PC, in case you know you want to practice those toilets. That's a <laughs> interesting I premise. I know you dreamed about it, being <laughs> As a person who spends time in the bathroom, this is relevant to my interests. <laughs> on June 10th, 30 Days to Survive on PC. Urban Legends: The Dry Body on PC. Coder Bear PC. Call of Fries on PC. On June 11th, Dragon Star Varnier on PlayStation 4. The House in Fata Morgana, PlayStation 4. Verlet Swing on PlayStation 4. Queen's Quest 3, End of Dawn on the PlayStation 4. Battle Worlds Kronos on the Switch. On June 12th, we have Bus Simulator. There's so many simulators coming out. Mm, that's on the PlayStation 4. And then uh, To Your Vibe. That's on the Xbox. What are you trying to interrupt me? What do you yeah, want? I was going to say it's, sim it's simulator season. <laughs> and then Bertram Fiddle, Episode 2, A Bleaker pre <laughs> Predicament. I just... I have... <laughs> Wow. Predicament on the Xbox. And then June 13th, Doodle God Evolution on the Xbox. Hollow on the Xbox. Hexalogic on the Xbox. Plot of Go, Explanation Point, Super Platform Gamer Maker on the Switch. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Cry on the Switch. God. Fuck yes. <laughs> I don't have a Switch, but I really want one now just for that. Oh, Leisure Sleuth, Larry. That's well, a port, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. I feel like it's already somewhere else, and that's a port, but I could be wrong. 
And then exchanged in the moonlight, Miyabi, Koyaga, Kyoga, and Salmon. <laughs> Salmon, maybe. That's on, that's on the Switch. I'm done. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, well, I guess since we're already on you, you play any games this week? Uh, yes, and then I blinked on what they were called. <laughs> <laughs> I played Super Bomberman very badly, and I don't know what I'm doing. Moving on from that. <laughs> <laughs> I also played, I revisited Gone Home for an article that I just wrote for this week for this week's Pride article. Because it was about this girl discovering her sister's, like, more deeper experiences being a teenager and falling in love with another girl and what that was like uh it's a good game it's really easy and quick it's like an hour or two worth of gameplay you just walk around and explore and find out stuff from your sister and then it's kind of like a murder mystery but then it turns out to not be a murder mystery spoilers I guess <laughs> I like it because it's have great. a hard time calling that one a game feels more like just like a story that you just happen to is that not it's is that sim not season what, it's a walking simulator is that not what a game is okay it's just you, you it's not challenging though. it's stanley parable no but it does have like a couple of puzzles like you have to unlock stuff oh then, it actually had okay i thought it was just you just i thought you're just wandering around our house looking at pictures no it's it's exactly like well, I wouldn't say exactly, but it's a lot like uh, what happened to Edith Finch, where you're just walking simulator. <laughs> you just no, that's the witness. No, the the witness is not a walking simulator. Yeah, I know. The witness that's is a... like a puzzle game. The witness is like a mind fuck simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, mm. and uh, that's 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 all I played. I think yeah. I felt the witness crawl up my nose and tickle my brain. <laughs> Um, it crawled into my brain and it, um, it just gave me an aneurysm and I died. And then it brought you back to life. Yeah, That's the power of the witness. <laughs> I, d I tried to play the witness and when you have kids screaming in your ear, that game is like, that's a focus game. 40 times more difficult. <laughs> that is a game you have to focus on. I think your kid could play the witness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll send him over to your house and see how well he does this. He's got the patience for the witness. <laughs> what was it he said today that balloons fly because of strings? Yeah, he uh, was very convinced that only the balloons with strings can float. And so he was telling me that the string makes it float. Um, well, by his observation there, there's one balloon in this room that is floating and it has a string on it. And there are three balloons without a string and they are not. <laughs> That's true. Wait, 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 wait. Let's tie a string to the balloons that are on the floor and then just watch his mind crumble. I mean, really, it just gets me that he says these things so matter of fact. But. Yeah. He's just like, that's just the way it is. Well, Frost goes like, to start. It's, it's not how it is, but okay. <laughs> she goes to start up a game and he looks at the TV and he goes, that's daddy's game. <laughs> you can't play that. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, yeah, I can play it. And then he looks at me and goes, yeah, she can play it, daddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's telling you. <laughs> I'm like, it's it, well, everybody's it's, game. It's he his, showed you how it is. It's his fucking TV. That's all he ever does is he just sits on the TV. He like squats on the Xbox and hogs it all day long. Oh yeah, you go, you take, you're like, I'm gonna do something now, and he, you grab the controller. And he's like, what are you doing, Daddy? What are you doing? Why are you touching the controller? I always have to tell him to like pick something else to watch because he'll just watch the same thing. I'm like, okay, no, you watch something else because like I'll wake, I'll be the one that like I'll wake up early on Saturday and then he'll wake up and be watching TV and then he'll just like watch a movie and then the movie gets over and then he'll just turn the same movie on again and I'm like, no, pick something else. <laughs> I, I'm not watching it, but I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> Kids like what they know. Yeah. All right, we will move on. What, Justin, what have you played? I uh, so I played a little bit more Void Bastards. I'm still stuck like in the same place that I was. I'm hearing other and people. And he wouldn't let me play it. Well, yeah, because because those are his games. Okay? Yeah, those are my. <laughs> yeah, see, I wanted to play it this week. I mean, you could just. Log into your Xbox account, but <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I I'm stuck. It's hearing like other people talk about the game on the podcast, like yeah, the end game is really hard, and I'm like specifically like one person. I I remember hearing them say, yeah, I got the ID card on like my first run. I'm like fucking seriously, like I, it took me so many times to get the parts for that fucking ID card. It's this game. I'm never gonna beat this game. Um, so yeah, I don't. I hate this game. I'm never going to play it again. <laughs> Some say you got to get good. I'm not good. You got to get good. I'm not good. I'm, I'm never good at video games. Um, and then I started playing The Outer Wilds. And, and what do you think of that so far? I really like the mystery of it. I like the music. I, there, there, isn't a stuff, there isn't a lot I don't like about the game. It's, it's a little bit difficult um, because it's easy to just die because... You just fall from a height and then you die and then you have to start over. Um, that used to be a common way to die in a video game. Remember that, guys? Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's and it's mostly just because like I didn't like time my booster right to where like I boost before I hit the ground when I jump off a ledge or something and I just smash into the ground and die. Or I'll uh, I one part my first time in space I went to go try and land on there's a comet called the interloper or something like that and i wanted to go land on it and it was moving a whole lot faster than i thought it was and i ended up just smashing it into smashing into it with my spaceship my spaceship's flying all over the place there's alarm bells going off and then it says you have to exit your spaceship to fix it so, so i that's similar to what happened to me yes yeah, so i i unbuckled and my spaceship was it was still flinging around i guess it was still spinning so it actually ejected me outside of the spaceship when i unbuckled and my spaceship disappeared it was gone i was just, i was aimless i was floating in space i did take a screenshot of where i was and compared to the rest of the uh solar system and i was at least half a solar system away from the solar system <laughs> See, I want to go back a little bit for our audience just uh, to get a little rundown of this game. So it's like it's a space like adventure, like exploration type game. There's no combat yeah. in this game, and you're trying to find out like a mystery of this uh, like precursor race. And the you're basically on a loop because the world ends like after 23 minutes. Did you say? Yeah, it's like 22 minutes or like something. The sun goes supernova. But like every time you die, you just start over. 
And so, so you're yeah. in some loop, which th- that's where because I've seen a lot of comparisons of like Majora's Mask in this, and that's I yeah. guess the Majora's Mask element is that you have like a limited time to do these things. But it, it it sounds like it obviously keeps your progression, which is like Majora's yes. Mask. All your progression is saved in the ship log. Whenever you do anything, it's updated in the ship log. You can look at it there. And I mean, there's weird things because your character retains memory too. So like you'll talk to like one of the characters and you're like, I, I swear like I'm in a time loop. And he's like, you're crazy. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I know even some of the people I talked to when I saw some weird stuff with the precursor race uh, with that statue in the very beginning. Yes. Like that guy didn't believe me at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you go back there, the... I went back there after a couple times dying and he was just standing there. He was like, look, the eyes are open on the statue. (laughs) (laughs) Now you believe (laughs) I don't know. There wasn't even any dialogue to talk about that. What happened again? Um, Yeah. So it's a a decent game. I like the mystery behind it. I like discovering the new different things. And a lot of people are really enjoying this game. So that, doesn't surprise me and this is i said it last time but this is available on game pass yes so if you have game pass you can play it um it seems to be the hot thing right now but i am curious though in an alternate reality if this game would have done so well because right now is obviously a downtime between games there's nothing yeah. super big to hog attention away so i'm like well, yeah, this has been like kind of, of undiscovered gem had it been like around I mean, even later this month, there's a bunch of huge games, so... Yeah, and it's just gonna... Maybe hit at the right time, right before E3. Right before E3, everyone's kind of, like, just waiting around for E3 stuff. And like, I guess I'll play this game on on my Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's something I want to dive into more, that and Void Bastards, but I unfortunately have not this week. Uh, you'll find out what I played soon. I'm gonna kill you if you mention so what Cuphead did you, again. what did you play other than that? Or was that, that was, everything? That was it, just that's all two, I played. Just Void Bastards and Outer Wilds. All right, um, so you, you want to know what I played? Yeah, what'd you play? Um, I played, right before I came here, I checked out Persona 2, uh, Q2, which I am literally just got to the first save in it. I haven't played any of it, really, so it's a lot of character introductions. Oh, okay. Uh, That's always hard, starting a new game. You're like, I just want to play the game, but you got to get through the introductions and cutscenes. And Yeah, I was actually raging about that earlier with Frost. I was getting pretty ragey. Oh my god, he was so upset, that poor, the poor baby. Because I, I just, <laughs> starting new games is a real pain in the ass for me, because I have to go through tutorials, and I hate tutorials oh, with a yeah. passion, and then it's always like, okay, got to go through the standard setup of like every game where it's like, oh, you have amnesia, oh, you, like, character introductions, like, in this case, it's like, I already know who all these characters are, basically, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I I hate tutorials so much. That's, like, tutorials is, that's the number one reason why I haven't actually played, like, Minecraft on my Xbox, as opposed to, like, ever on a PC, because it starts you off in, like, a tutorial city to get you used to, like, the mechanics of how to play Minecraft on a controller as opposed to a keyboard, and there's just there's so much stuff to go through and it's just like I'm never going to remember all of this. I'm going to have to come back here and like redo all this stuff just so I remember what the fuck I'm doing. So I just like no, I'm not playing this. <laughs> I just wish that stuff was a little bit more optional or if onboarded you a little better or started you more in the in the action. One, one of the games yeah. that really did that well was Nino Kuni 2. It like it just like Nino Kuni 2 just goes like it has like a very brief kind of introductory video 
and then you're just like in the shit. And yeah. it, it really pulled me into that game because I tried to play the first Nino Kuni and it didn't really draw me in like Nino Kuni 2 did because that introduction was just so solid. And I was mentioning to Frost earlier that the games that draw me in the most is something like Breath of the Wild, where it's just like, here's a bunch of tools, go have fun. Like, yeah. basically no it's Really emergent gameplay. Or uh, even I mentioned uh, Don't Starve, which is just... Yes. Figure it out on your own, and yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, I love that, especially because like, I mean, I for me, like the original like version of like the the alpha versions of Minecraft. Like, I mean, just jumping in and just discovering the game that way was really cool, and without any tutorials. Uh, Terraria is a good example of that too. I think um, Outer Wilds is even kind of an example of that, even though I just didn't want to read anybody talking, and I felt I needed to talk to people. Yeah, um, you, you almost... I wasn't in yeah, the mood at the time. Same, yeah, kind of the same. I just kind of struggled through it in order to just kind of... There wasn't a lot of... There, There isn't a ton that they that you have to learn in, about that game. Um, Void Bastards was really good about it. Like, there was just yeah, a Vo- really short... Void Bastards really just yeah. onboards you right from the start, yeah. which... It just sets you free, and you're just free to go. You just you learn all that, all the different things you pretty much learn on your own. I really like that. Uh, I don't know what other games were really good about it. Um, uh, I thought Assassin's Creed Odyssey really just got you in the guts of the game real quick. There was no super tutorial or exp- overly explaining anything. It it doesn't officially onboard you till you get the boat, but I was like, you kind of on that first island can go wherever you want, so it, it didn't feel like your standard tutorial. You like pop up like you're going to say something, and then you just don't. <laughs> well, no, because you guys are like talking, and so I have yeah, like, so like, <laughs> but I like interrupt you all the time. Like half half of my contribute contributing to this podcast is me just interrupting. Frost would look like you. a crazy person if this were a video podcast right now because she just keeps she's looking well, down at her phone like, and then she pops up at the mic and just stares into the air. <laughs> And then waits there, and they're just gonna, was, just before there's an I, opening for her to start I, talking, she puts her face back down. I w- no, because I never know when you guys are going to be done. Uh, Below. Below is also like one of those games where it doesn't give you a tutorial so well, in fact, that I didn't know how to play it, and I gave up halfway through. <laughs> well, I don't know. That, I'm, I, don't, I, I didn't play Below, that, so that may not be a good... I mean, because I like the balance of when there's... It shows just you just them, enough. I want them to show me stuff, but not have it feel like they're showing me stuff. Yeah, or which is I don't like extremely being, rare. I hate having my hand held in video games. It's just just drop me in. I want to play the game. I want to just get directly to the action as fast as possible. I mean, the game I always go back to that did tutorial stuff the best, in my opinion, is still Mega Man X. Just go in without any lube, daddy. <laughs> I had to add that. See, that it was one of those moments. <laughs> There's a pause, and then Marcus is like, "I want." Because since Mega Man X, though, had uh, I, I always come back to the dash boots. Where you get those and it tells you like, "Oh, hitting forward, forward will make you dash." Or there's also a button that just does it, and then you, you know. You, you at least know how to do it, but you don't really know the use of it. And then you take a few steps, and there's a jump that you clearly can't regularly jump across. But your brain just knows, oh, I dash and jump, and that'll give me a longer jump. And that that's a good example of a tutorial where it, just, it doesn't tell you to do it. It doesn't tell you you yeah. can do it. It just shows you. And there's also, like, Celeste tutorial. I mean, they, they showed you stuff, but it was really... 
really rudimentary, like basic level stuff. And you, it was up to you to combine all the concepts later on in the game. Indeed. But anyway, that was one of the things I played was Persona Q2, and I just didn't... I'm not super into it yet, obviously, but I'm having trouble kind of sticking to games right now. <laughs> so I, I also <laughs> played I also played some SteamWorld Quest, which I liked what I played, but it's also, once again, kind of introductions, like, here's your characters, here's a bunch of story stuff to get, like, the setup, or, you know, like a prologue in a way. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of like... I'm not super invested yet. Essentially, I need the reason to be invested, and they never give me that right off the bat. It's, like, incredibly rare that they give you that. Yeah. It, that, I mean, they they, they got to grab you with that hook right off the bat, but sometimes it's all about the exposition, and sometimes that's not what I care about. <laughs> I'm 100% not into exposition at this point, especially early on. In some ways, yeah. I'm like, I would just read a book. If, <laughs> if I'm going to read this much text early on, I might as well just read a book. But there was a point in time where I was trying to read all the books I came across in Oblivion. Oh my god! I was you just a, read the Lusty Argonian. That's all you need. I, I was a I was a crazy person when I was playing Oblivion. Yeah, I mean, I knew a lot of people who actually bothered learning the language. Oh god! Yeah, I know like at least two or three people that learned the whole language for that and like could write it. I'm like, you went too far in my it's opinion. Just, that yeah, that would to me that's like below learning Elvish. It's crazy. They should learn. I also knew somebody who knew Kryptonian, but they should have learned Bizarro language. <laughs> Which is really, you just say Bizarro before everything. Bizarro! <laughs> and I already, I already did that bit. I know, I just, I just <laughs> wanted to regurgitate that in some way. Anyway. <laughs> Anytime you can say Bizarro is a win. Especially if you can say it in the, the C-Lab 2021. <laughs> God. And... Other than that, probably the game I played the most this week was Ape Out. It's You would really like that game. Okay, what is Ape Out? I, I keep hearing about you're, it and I keep forgetting what it is. You're like an ape test subject, but the game is very vector graphic-y, like top-down vector graphics. Okay. But the... So you like will be in a cage and you'll break out and then you'll just go murder like a bunch of guys. But <laughs> but the reason you would like it is it's heavily music based. So like the music goes along with the oh, gameplay. Yes. So like killing guys will be like symbols crashing. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love when games do that. Yeah, it just and it, it like the music won't even start until you like murder your first guy. Oh really? Yeah. Or like break a door down or something and then the music kicks so off. So it's like that Carpenter Brute song. Yeah. And <laughs> And the levels are, are like rec- like vinyl record albums. Oh, nice! Because it'll do when you're doing like the stages, it'll have like side A, and you'll go through like so many levels, and then it'll do side B and so many levels, and then when you escape, it says ape out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can get behind that. And I did the first uh, three like worlds basically. So well, three first three albums, if you will, and. I have a fourth one, and I don't know if that's the end of the easy set, but there's a hard set that looks like it has four as well. So I, I haven't fully done that, but the the levels are kind of short. I always seem to struggle toward towards the last section. It's always pretty difficult, but that's to be expected. All right. But I'm I'm really enjoying that because it's a really like good looking vector game, like very simple, clean, and just the music's really good. <laughs> Vectors are fun. I like vectors, especially uh, asteroids. No, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And aside from all that that I've been playing, I have been playing Cuphead on no. PC, but I'm not that's all I'm going to say about it cuz <laughs> it's going to make Justin I'm going to pull the me. plug on this recording. <laughs> but yes, I <laughs> I'm almost at the You're end. You're a madman. Yeah, it was like that joke you made earlier. Like, yeah, I'm going to take out a loan so I can buy a Tesla so I can play Cuphead on the Tesla. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play all versions available of that game. Let's see. Uh, can you get it on a TI-84 calculator? I would play that. It'd be impossible, <laughs> but I'd play it. That would be impossible. I don't know if the screen can keep up on those. Do they do have newer ones? They have like the ones with actual color screens now. That's for the rich kids. <laughs> The rich kids Super have rich them kids. and make fun of the poor kids that have the black and white ones. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much space those things have now, considering like the 64 of, gigs. Oh God, like <laughs> the, the amount of space that my my TI-84 had, I think, was like basically in the kilobytes. And now it's like, I mean, everybody was all about playing Doom on there. So I bet Doom in color is pretty great. <laughs> I never played Doom. I played there's Galaga was one that I played. That seems better than Doom in my opinion. <laughs> um, I know people are hell bent on putting Doom on everything. Yes, is Doom on the Tesla yet? No, but it will be. I'm Doom, surprised Doom that's is, not first the first one. Doom is what uh, the something like uh, Skyrim is aiming to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, uh, Todd Howard is really working towards that. Um, no, I um, I know that Elon Musk tweeted saying that they're actually working on getting Unreal and Unity engine. Yeah, he's going to get all kinds computer. of games on your Tesla. So I mean, if he if he ports it on the if he ports those both of those engines to the Tesla computer, you could theoretically play like every game. <laughs> That's the new console. That's yeah, Tesla. That's like when I when They're I the most expensive premium yeah. console. When you first sent me the link about the uh, Cuphead one, I was just like, yeah, the Tesla's quickly becoming a weird backdoor console. As <laughs> the though, I hear that company is like close to bankruptcy. They're hemorrhaging money right now, but I mean. If they do go under, I mean, I feel like they've served their purpose. They brought legitimacy to electric vehicles that previously we didn't have. Yeah, I mean, they pushed the crap out of that. Anyway, that's super off topic. Yes. <laughs> Video games in a Tesla. Go buy a Tesla so that they don't go under. <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> I want one. <laughs> okay, we going on to the next segment. Well, the next segment is a break. So we're going to take a break. Some may never know the sweet, succulent taste and smell of ham, but there is one thing that any with an open heart and mind may one day know the aromatic trip to Flavortown of. My audio-visual internet videos that don't have intrinsic smell or taste. Hi there, welcome to Denny's. I'm Aaron. I'll be your server today. Oh yeah, and get this, I run a YouTube channel called Lofty Smalls. Crazy, right? I'm an absolute unit at search engine optimization, so if you want to look me up, all it takes is a search of my channel name into any functional search engine, and I'm literally the only thing that comes up. 
Or you can find me at youtube.com slash C slash waffle cake if you prefer. That's one Lofty Smalls trademark at your service. I like to describe my content as video game essays with a hefty portion of shitpost mixed in. Like a dollop of daisy in your chili on a cold winter's morn. And I'm literally getting snowed in as we speak. Please send help. Or that mead that Girder makes with juniper berries mixed in. Again, that's Lofty Smalls trademark at youtube.com slash C slash waffle cake. Well, I think I'll be on my way now. I've got a batch of cookies in the oven that every person who subscribes to me in the next 10 milliseconds will have instantly appear in their bloodstream. Good luck, you fucking weirdos. Thank you, and ta-ta! Cheerio! Have a nice day now! Oh, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks for having me, LGA. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you once again. Um, this week, we do not have future headlines. Well, actually, we do. Um, but first, I'm gonna have to. I've mentioned we also don't have any esports news specifically. Um, Peace out. <laughs> Frost is leaving. <laughs> After she does her piece, she's out of this podcast. She doesn't care anymore. Um, yeah. So. But uh, I guess the future headline here is that uh, we're going to be covering a lot of E3 stuff, predictions and confirmations uh, here before E3 starts. Obviously, our podcast comes out on Sunday, so it'll be out right before E3, but there is stuff going on right now and there were lots of leaks. So that's the future headline that happens right now, this future. So, Marcus, what do you got for us over here? All right, so the first thing, at least, that happened, which was on May 30th, is that it just got confirmed that the Avengers game being worked on by Square Enix is going to be shown at their E3 press conference on June 10th. So that's obviously in a couple days. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, who's who's So Square Enix is making this. What what hopes do we have for this game? Well, Crystal being... Crystal Dynamics is the dev team. It's okay, being, so they're published by... Yeah, them. published okay. by Square Enix, but Crystal Dynamics and IDEOS Montreal both working on this. Okay, so obviously we know the uh, pedigree of... So this is Eidos, both the but... Tomb Raider team as okay. well as probably some members from Deus Ex. Okay. I'm, so I'm pretty, pretty sure this is all hands on deck for this thing. Yeah, that, that seems like a pretty solid team to have then. Yeah, I, I mean, Crystal Dynamics is clearly a really good team. I yeah. I, I think the uh, IDOS team is really good as well. So I, I hope this is good, but it is, from the sounds of it, it is a loot shooter of some kind. It, Which is very popular these days. I'm just, I'm curious how this works because a lot of, there's speculation on both ends because I've heard you will play as a one of the Marvel characters because there are, I mean, so many Marvel characters. And as far as I've heard, there isn't, like, leveling up, really. So it's not, like, a standard Interesting. progression type thing. But So it must be, like, loot-based progression then. It must be. But then I also hear, like, you'll be able to create a character. So I'm not really sure. We'll find out more when that's shown. I've just heard kind of both ends of the spectrum on that. And then the next leak that happened is that People had data mined Cadence of Hyrule, like information from metadata uh, that it was coming out on May 30th, but then that got changed to June 20th, what seems legit. So, okay. Yeah, they're, especially if there's an E, like, we're pretty sure there's going to be an E3 announcement of that. That will give it a release date, and that being this month would be pretty awesome. Yeah, get that out, out as soon as possible. I mean, especially if it's something that's already been delayed a month. 
And then just, this is kind of a side note, but it'll be important later on, but there are the, there they some games are getting ports to consoles, which is the Enhanced Edition pack of Planescape Torment and, and Icewind Dale, as well as Neverwinter Nights and uh, Baldur's Gate are like Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 Enhanced Edition are all coming to console. So PS4, Xbox One, Switch for all those. I might have to get that. I never really did get to play those, um, but... I've never played Torment, but I've played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and Icewind Dale. I know they're good games. And Neverwinter Nights as well, but... And they have really good soundtracks. All great games, so that's real good news, but we'll get to why all this makes sense in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up. So, and then a few days back, Square Enix confirmed that there is a... Well, they... Seems like a couple things from Square Enix, uh, but they they announced there's a Dragon Quest a game called Dragon Quest Walk, which is basically Pokemon Go meets <laughs> yes. Dragon Quest. Yes, so another one of those. So we're, this we're seems really, really cool to me. But we're, <laughs> we're really, it seems like everybody's gonna be playing their own walking game these days. All right, so what's the tally now? So there's the Wizards Unite, there's Pokemon Go. We have um, the, what's what's the first one that I forget uh, already? T- t- Ingress. Ingress. I mean, it, do people if still you, play that one? If you're that guy with all the phones on his weird bike thing, oh my you god, could you just could, be playing you could play all, all of them. <laughs> um, he just so plays then there's Pokemon Go on those. Did I mention Wizards Unite already? So like we're up to oh, four. and Minecraft. Oh yeah, there's a Minecraft one, so there's five. Yeah, so there's five gonna of be them a lot. so far. But probably the better news for a lot of people that came alongside this is that uh, Square Enix has begun preparations for the next mainline title in the Dragon Quest series, so Dragon Quest Twelve. Interesting. Which is hype because Dragon Quest Eleven was real good. If you if you're into the Dragon Quest, uh, and this no surprise to anyone as par for the course for this the pedigree of this game. Can you name what it is? Probably not, but uh, Shen- <laughs> Shenmue 3 got delayed yep. to, to November. Yep. And also, they confirmed that it won't be on Xbox. I mean, I mean that's Sony, not- it was announced on a Sony stage. So yeah, I know. It's, it's I mean, Sony it's, when I saw that. kicked them a lot of money, I'm sure, and yeah. has when- probably even been paying for these, like them to be able to continue production. Because yeah, that's, that's the one that they did the Kickstarter for. Yeah, right? yeah I, okay. I kickstarted it, uh, but it, like, that kickstart despite the fact that it, i think it made like two million maybe three million wow. even then that's not that is nothing yeah well compared to <laughs> video game development costs i mean looking i mean compared to what star citizen <laughs> which is literally a pile of money um yeah two million dollars is not a lot to make a video game of any sorts uh yeah so um yeah when i saw that article i was like well how was this surprising to anybody because we already knew that Sony was out there saying that, like, yeah, if, if the Kickstarter goes well enough, we'll just kick in money for development. I mean, it is just it was basically like a, they used it as a pre-order platform to gauge interest of whether I, people want the game or not. I mean, I honestly don't even think it'll be good. I hope it is, but <laughs> I just I know like the Shen, Shenmue one and two got hedging your bets. <laughs> Shenmue one and two got ported and people replaying those are like these games aren't good and basically like yakuza is is what that game was so yakuza and the soon to come judgment are kind of everything those games were and more now yeah so then the next bit of news uh which was announced at apple's little press conference uh 
with their ultra mega expensive PC that I wasn't going to talk about, but I'm going to talk about very briefly, <laughs> but is that uh, Xbox One controllers and DualShock 4 controllers will be supported on tvOS for yeah, Apple Arcade, right. yeah. which is a little weird because they're so focused on proprietary stuff. Yes. You would think that they would produce their own controller, but uh, I heard on other podcasts that they're saying, like, people, for years, people have been saying, yeah, we have the controllers, or we're going to send them out for people to try them, and I, I guess it just hasn't, it must not have tested well enough internally for them to ever really reveal anything, so now I think they, I think they really just gave up and said, okay, screw it. Microsoft has put in the work. Sony's put in the work to make excellent controllers. Um, might as well just use those. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't allow that. Because every controller coming out of anywhere, it it looks like a cheap knockoff of what all the other companies are doing. Yeah, and I heard that there was, like, Xbox, actually. They put out a video talking about, like, the research, research and development that they've put into building the Xbox One controller and how much money they've spent making the controller what it is i mean both i'm i'm curious to see what the or even if there is a next gen controller which i'm sure there will be but these like the xbox one controller as well as the ps4 controller i'm like they are they feel like i i don't know if you can feel any better than how they feel how do you get better than i mean it's at this point it's basically preference whether you like the xbox xbox controller or if you like the PlayStation controller, I wonder if there's more of a push towards modularity. Um, That's my thought is just more like the... Uh, I have seen like there's that that PlayStation, that really expensive like pro equivalent for the PlayStation, the PlayStation controller is that you can swap out the D-pad and the thumbstick. Yeah, I, I always think that's the next step is yeah. something similar to that. I think it needs to be more affordable than the like what 150 bucks 200 bucks i think it was 200 bucks for the playstation one um yeah more affordable but i mean more modular i think is a good thing i think that's the future we're going to go into is um people placing buttons and remapping controls to what they want that's probably going to be the next gen controller because i i just the only thing I can think that the PlayStation controller needs a little bit is I wish it was a little bit more weighty. Yeah, it does feel a little bit on the light side. But that's a personal thing. I mean, really what they could have done is just put a bigger battery in it, and that would have kind of accomplished <laughs> both well, goals. I mean, Way, way to be a giant troll. But <laughs> I mean, I, Well, no, I'm serious, though. I mean, batteries weighed a lot. So I, I, mean, I do 100% agree like with you. You put but... a bigger battery in it, it gives it more weight so that you, because the studies have been showing, like, you can put, like, rocks in this stuff and people are like, oh, yeah, it feels pretty sturdy and solidly built, but they just, ballast. they just fucking <laughs> put shit in there to make it heavy. They didn't do anything, but you put a bigger battery in it, it gets more battery life and it's last, it's heavier. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I it, the, the funny thing is when I heard about the whole um, video for the R&D for the Xbox controller, and how much time they put into that. I was the kind of the, I mean, the, the common thing is everybody hates the D pad on the Xbox controller. So I'm sitting there like thinking, it's like, could I put a little more money into that D pad? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a person that uses the D pad. I don't play like fighting games or really any game that utilizes times, it. Yeah. There are times where I need a, I need a real good D pad. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot better on the elite controller than the other controllers. I prefer my elite controller to, well, any controller in existence you would you got to justify that price tag no, <laughs> I, mean, 
I I, I hear it's the best. So yeah, I, and what sucks is they put it out before they put Bluetooth into their controllers, so it's not blue. It's it's RF as opposed to Bluetooth, huh. which kind of sucks. Um, but that being said, like I've never, I mean, rolling the analog sticks around, like just doing the circular motion. I've never felt a controller that is smoother, and I almost wonder, like, I like I almost wonder, like, how do you do that with one controller and have it be that smooth? But then on your base controllers, it's not like that. Like, it feels like you have to be making these in a separate factory, or you're purposely screwing up the other controllers to make them not <laughs> as good. Because, like, you'd think that that, <laughs> that type of stuff would come out of the same factory. Otherwise, you'd be, I mean, tooling costs and all that, and producing completely separate parts it's they it's, probably are producing completely separate parts it's crazy it probably comes down to like the difference a dollar amount <laughs> yeah the difference is just absolutely insane like you can you can put those side by side and the elite controller comes out on top every single time it's worth the it's worth the money if you have it otherwise i mean still i mean well hell now you can more useful uses out of that controller because you could Play it on your Apple Maybe. OS. <laughs> Use it on that. Maybe. I mean, because it's probably Bluetooth that it's connecting to on the Apple OS, and the Elite probably, controller doesn't have Bluetooth. So Probably plug it in somehow. Yeah, USB. Um, That's how I use it on my PC anyways, use USB. Just jam it in. Anyways, <laughs> this this next news, uh, which to, to the surprise of no one leaking before E3, this coming from your boy Jason Schreier, who's... So your you, boy. You can trust him. Yeah, so he's a real video games journalist. I'm just going to read his tweet verbatim. It wouldn't be the week before E3 without a big Ubisoft leak. <laughs> you guys saw that tweet. <laughs> Here, here's Amazon UK revealing Watch Dogs Legion, which lets you play as any NPC in the game. I can confirm that this is real. I love that. Any NPC. What do you think of that? I'm on board with this. Sounds crazy. Sounds too crazy to be real, but it sounds like it is. the most ambitious thing I've ever heard of. The most ambitious crossover. I mean, this sounds. I I think of uh, how Grand Theft Auto was, and this sounds like that to an endless extent. Because it, from what I'm gathering, you can recruit at as the name suggests, Legion. Like we are Legion, the whole anonymous thing. But then even on top of that, of like. You're just recruiting people, probably, and then you can play as that NPC, which, of course, obviously, they're not an NPC then, because then they're a PC. Uh, but in any case... I like that. Going, uh, I, like, I like games that push the boundaries. I like games that really come up with unique ideas like that. I, um, I've heard this was delayed to develop the tech to really make this work. Ah, solidly. so the old James Cameron technique. It... I wouldn't doubt it, and I mean, no, nobody at Ubisoft's going to mention labor practices yes. here. It's not going to even be brought into the argument at all. There's, but I'm sure there was going to be so much crunch on this game. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one you're going to like this because I had been theorizing this anyway, and I have said as much on previous podcasts. So go listen to those if you haven't. Um, yes. But uh, rumor is uh, First Fable 4 details have been leaked, including story details as well. So, yeah. And this came from a Reddit poster called Lagschwag. Uh, it says, video is gone, but I snagged a screenshot at, of the info the leak gave. First slash third person, in-depth character creator, completely open, no guns, and can ignore main quest and never become a hero. Oh, player... 
Players can build towns, ties into main quest heavily if you get the bad ending and fail. A multiplayer Unreal Engine, Albion and Aurora uh, are gone, lands reduced to fables. The Spire was rebuilt and used by a Mad King to wish that... Sorry, I have to scroll on my phone, it's real weird. Uh, Oh shit, the Spire was rebuilt, fuck. (laughs) God damn it. Spire was rebuilt and used by the Man King to wish that an asteroid would strike the planet. Uh, he also wished it would ha- it would happen again in the far future. Or eons later, and everything is new, medieval-themed, new con- continents, and you have to stop the destruction of the planet again. <laughs> God. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is like a leak of like their, what's, what the game actually is and not like P- Peter Molyneux-esque selling points. I mean, no, cause <laughs> Peter Molyneux is not involved in this. this well, I know. going to be a whole new studio. Well, I know. That's this. what I'm saying. P- like, did says, they take up the, the mantle of Peter Molyneux and in the same aspect oversell the game before they produce the game. I mean, this all sounds legit, like, and plus a good way to reboot the franchise, because this also says uh, Theresa and a Heroes Guild are preserved on another planet via a demon door, which all this sounds like so believable. Time travel healthily involved in play, Jack of Blades returns. Jack of Blades. Which it's like, that's how you do a reboot. You got to sprinkle in a little bit of the classic. Yeah. And do enough new cool stuff that will really get people hooked. So Well, I'm I'm on board. I mean, just God, just hearing about the Spire just brings me back to Fable 2. Right? That, was, that was one hell of a game. I mean, obviously nothing ever lives up to what Peter Molyneux sells, but that was still like just a... I mean, Fable 1 is really good. Fable 2, I think, brought it to a whole new level. I think this will be good and probably they they will pitch us a healthy amount of stuff and not Peter Molyneux levels of things. I hope so. I, I'm really looking forward to what this game could be. Okay, and we have talked previously about the Sega Sega Drive Mini or yes. the Genesis Mini, whatever country you live in. <laughs> anyway, uh, the last 12 games were announced for that, and that is... Uh, Tetris, Darius, Road Rash 2, Strider, Virtua Fighter 2, uh, what else? Eliza, Dragoon, or Dragon? No, Dragoon. Um, Columns, Dynamite, Hetty, Chameleon Kid, or, ah, Kid Chameleon, my dyslexia, uh, kicking in. (laughs) Monster World 4, or Light Crusader, and Eternal Champions. How much does this thing cost again? I think 60 bucks. Okay. That's not a bad value for 60 bucks. It's like 40 games. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Sega fan, I'd probably recommend getting this. So, and then the next thing, there was another trailer for Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, they, they've been kind of showing off each of the factions of this game. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's coming for PC Switch, coming in quarter four 2019. Sounds believable because they've been showing off quite a bit of this game. Yeah. Or wait, this is a... That's a different... This is a different thing. Oh, shit. This is Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, what is this? Quarters of New York? Quarteries of New York? Cotteries of New York? I don't know how to say this word. <laughs> I'm stupid. Anyway, uh, that's for PC and Switch, and that's coming in quarter four, 2019. Uh, not the other game. So that that that's probably a 2020 game. What do you got else in that list over there? Do you want some bad news? Should I throw that in there? Yeah, just throw the bad news in. 
Starbreeze Studios, who made Chronicles of Riddick Payday 2 to lay off 60 people. Oof. There are 240 people currently employed. Not good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a way this to... This week in layoffs. Make them more efficient and reduce costs, supposedly. So, yeah, this week in layoffs, as always. <laughs> well, at least there isn't a this week in lawsuits, as far as I know. I didn't see any. So this is just speculation, but it seems legit from plenty of sources. Uh... This is apparently via Brad Sams. Halo Infinite gameplay at E3 2019. Next generation game. And to be demoed owed with a PC plus Xbox controller. Three new Microsoft IPs to be announced. xCloud to be a, a focus of the show. Oh, it does best Google's oh, it previously announced 10.7 teraflops. Wow. Which we'll, we'll get into <laughs> we'll get Google into this, here in a yeah. bit. <laughs> And then this below that it says Microsoft will also talk about their next gen hardware. Apparently they won't give away the specs, but they will highlight key components like backwards compatibility. So next gen hardware. So that all sounds for reals. And then earlier in the week, uh, Destiny 2 Shadow Keep was data mined, but we'll get to that later because that is now official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the biggest thing then is there was a Pokemon Direct. Uh, which yes, there was had a lot to show, um, but some new of the Pokemon games looks real, real good. But the uh, so how about that Wooloo? Oh, Wooloo's so cute. When I saw that, I, the only thing I could, when I saw the name, all I could think of was Age of Empires. Wooloo. I was thinking the same. <laughs> so, roaming Pokemon are back, which is really cool. Legendaries are wolves. Uh, yep. So there's attack wolf and protect wolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, there is a new gimmick, which is called Dynamax, which basically Pokemon are kaijus now. Oh, Jesus. They get ultra big for three turns, it seems like. Wow. So, gigantic Pikachu. Yep. They showed a giant Raichu in the game, but, I mean, yeah, you can have giant anything. So, like, giant, like that episode of uh, Pokemon where they had the fossils? I mean... And there's that gigantic Jigglypuff? Well, I think it's bigger, to be honest. Really? Oh, God. These things are real big, but there's also max raid battles where you will battle a giant Pokemon that's just permanently Dynamaxed, and you'll be in teams of four to do so. Wow, they're just, they're really changing it up. Yeah, it seems real cool. Bigger size and a big Really big, uh, refreshing the series, I guess. And I don't know if you saw some of the characters, but the champion, Leon, who has not been defeated, and he dresses kind of like a chode. (laughs) Just... Well, he's got like a cape. He just he's wearing a lot of goofy clothes. Well, anyone with the cape most of the time. A lot of what I've been seeing is like if you've never been defeated, you'd dress like this. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of people posting, "I'm about to wreck this guy's whole career." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's that's great. Probably the case. I am getting Pokemon Sword because I want Attack Boy. Attack Boy. It, it, and I knew it would happen, but everybody's also been memeing the uh, dog with the knife because that's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> are there any good boys? They're all good boys. All Pokemon <laughs> are good boys. <laughs> so this was a little bit of news this week, uh, which will tie into something else. But uh, the th- they just kind of are giving away all the DLC for Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, Last of Us. Uh, because, I mean, the servers are shutting down on September 3rd. Yes, I did have that queued up for the news that they are shutting those servers down. Yeah, so 
Yeah, all that stuff's free, so if anybody's interested, go get it. But, I mean, I would think at this point there's not much of a point. Also, on that note, since we're talking about things shutting down, I'll mention real quick um, that Minecraft Story Mode will not be available for download pretty soon. Yeah, it seems like all the all the uh, Telltale games are being pulled from a lot of places and yeah. aren't down, being able to download, so go buy Telltale games. Yeah, uh, if you ever think about playing them, go buy them and download them like right now wherever you can because pretty soon they're just going to be gone forever. It'll be another one of those cases of games that were lost to time. So now we are on the Stadia. It was shown at a Google event. Wait, wait, the, the Google Stadia. <laughs> I feel like that's necessary in this case. The Stadia cost uh, approximately $130, which is $129.99, which includes a gamepad and Chromecast Ultra. And I I guess I'll say Destiny 2. I don't know if that's like to own or if that's just offered through their service, but plus three months for Stadia Pro, which Stadia Pro cost $9.99 per month. So, and it offers 4K, 60 FPS, and it says older games included, but it's like a subscription service. And it says a free sub is coming in 2022. I mean, uh, 2020, up to 1080p, no games. So it just sounds like you'll be able to buy games whole cloth. They said you'd be able to buy games, so but they didn't really outline pricing or anything. Um, Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this works. We do have... We do have ours ordered. I don't remember when they said those are expected to actually ship, but they are pre-ordered. So I, I like I keep saying, like they they are showing this in like situations where they're doing a show or a presentation on a stage, and in some cases running a running it in a way that is simulating input lag. Um, I just I want to see this in real life. I want to. S- well, I know to- I did send you a Stadia video of Doom Eternal being played on there, and it was laggy, but... Yeah, and that was, like, and again, I, that's I've still, like, that, but- when they were at, still at that presentation or uh, wherever they were holding that event at, and it's like, I want to see, like, how this actually works in a home on, like, average internet or especially anywhere like in a like Montana we're not really well, I mean I also fear people with data cap rates but we've kind of talked about that before too it's just yeah there's a lot of issues with this that I don't think are really thought through and I feel like the whole like ind- internet industry <laughs> will have to evolve around this but I mean who knows maybe something like this like more people just getting more and more people onto these types of service will force the hand of making the internet not regulated in a way where you or maybe regulated or unregulated make it in a way so that you there are no data caps on the uh, internet for stuff like this because more and more people are relying on the internet and a lot of internet usage for everyday things um so i don't know i'm like i said we have this ordered i have um expectations (laughs) that it will have to hold up to um obviously when we get it we'll be talking about it a lot more. Um, I do have a comment from another podcast. Um, I asked on Twitter what people's thoughts were on the Stadia. We got one reply from New Dad Gaming. Um, and they're saying they're, what they're saying is dead on arrival. Knowing Google kills off their products, this won't have the adoption rate they need on launch. Streaming is likely the future, but the infrastructure isn't there yet. 
See, I can't 100% agree with that because the price of this thing out the box is... It's pretty cheap. Basically the cost of two games. Yeah. And, I mean... Did they say you could use other controllers with this? Or you no, have to you, have... No, you have to because it has to hook up to the internet. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But... But so, like, it's 70 bucks for the controller, right? I thought it was 60, but it might 60? be 70. Anyway. 60 or 70. And then it requires you to... I mean, they're 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 billing this as you can use this on any device with Chrome, right? So like yes. the, like a PC using the Chrome web web, web yes. browser or your phone or your phone. Um, and they, I'm assuming they that Chrome it on phone, quote unquote, they like in their little splash image, it yeah. had like a phone, uh, you know, computer, that tablet, makes sense. And all the all their devices that it will be on. I'm wondering if this will work on older generation Chromecasts or if it has to be like the newest Chromecast Ultra. I'm not sure though. I'm not even sure. But I would expect maybe the first generation Chromecast, no, but maybe um, second generation on. Um, for the it's first- hard to say because I think it sounds like the 1080 will be more widely available on a lot more things, like being a, at 1080. But I don't know about 4K. That's where it kind of becomes yeah hazy. But even then. I- how many people have 4K TVs? Well, even even that aside, it's just like streaming 4K video. Yeah, no, it's, it's like it's that's really compressed if you are. Um, but yeah, even the um, I don't know what have they specified what type of wireless internet connection you have to have for the this? Best. No, <laughs> I, I don't really know because the first generation Chromecast is wireless N. It's not even wireless AC. Oh Jesus! So I mean, that's what I have plugged into my the back of my input on the Xbox right now. I mean, I just this thing's not going to take off in a lot of countries because the infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of places it's not even available. So. Yeah, they say they're working on getting it available in more places. I don't know. It's we'll I, I don't think that. this will be dead on arrival due to the fact that it is very cheap. And if you are an extremely casual gamer, this seems like a very viable option. Yeah. However, I don't like a lot of casual gamers. I know they just buy whatever their nerdy friend kind of tells them to or is yeah. on. So it's like if they're friend who is more of a gamer is on like a PlayStation, then they'll buy a PlayStation or if they're on an Xbox, they'll buy an Xbox. Yeah. And I just, I, like I've said before, I don't want to discredit Google and write them off for this thing coming out. I mean, with the amount of money Google has, the amount of money alphabet has to push new things that they really want to push. I think that they can achieve a level of success. Um, sometimes they aren't successful. I mean, looking at, Pretty much every social media type thing that they've tried to do has failed. The only good one, the only one they have that works right now is YouTube, and they bought YouTube. They didn't make YouTube. Um, but, I mean, everybody laughed at Microsoft when they entered the video game market, and now look where they are. Yeah, just currently there are no, they didn't announce any real exclusives. They Well, I guess, there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like an indie game, and I assume it's going to be on other places, so. Yeah. It. It didn't look like a reason to buy this thing. Is not well. a killer app. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. I but, think a lot of the people that are adopting this right now to are everybody that's like interested in it because it's not very expensive. It's just 130 bucks to get that Chromecast Ultra and the controller, and then you get like the the bonuses for the pre order. Well, yeah, you get three. You get three months of their pro yeah. service plus another three months that you can gift to somebody. Yes, that their buddy was it called the Buddy Pass? Yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy program. 
Anyway, the, Destiny 2 showed... They, they had a quite a few announcements at yeah. this showcase. So Destiny 2 Shadowkeep was shown. It is launching on September 17th. And it's new missions, new quest, a new location, a new dungeon, a new raid, new gear, new weapons. So it's Going it's back a, to the moon. It's a big one, but also... Uh, Destiny 2, the regular main Destiny 2 is going free to play. Yeah, so I, what do you think this means for the future of Destiny? Do you think it's going to get even bigger than it is? or I think so, because the other thing is cross-saves from PC. This becomes a misnomer a little bit, because at the time this was shown, it said PC and Xbox only, but I'm pretty sure it's like PC, Xbox, Stadia, as well as I've heard PS4 has said, confirmed that yes, cross saves will work on PS4. So okay, but not necessarily cross play, but you could cross save. Yeah, so you could go finally from, port your character because yeah, I hear PC has the most active community, so a lot of people want to play on PC but can't get their characters over. So it's like the equivalent of like the old days of World of Warcraft when people are moving the servers. <laughs> also, supposedly, no more exclusive gear, and it's coming to Steam. So. Quite Good a few, stuff. Quite a few things, um, but yeah, it's like all year one content will be free, and so I, I think this will serve as a boon. A lot of people seem to still actively, at least a lot of the other podcasts I listen to talk a lot about Destiny, and a lot of them are actively playing Destiny. That's their like forever game. Yeah. So and yeah, it, Giant Bomb never passes up an opportunity to talk about Destiny, even though a lot of the time they spend complaining about Destiny, they all. Every time new content comes out, they're they're out there playing it until they don't have new content. I mean, I may go back for this because I did like with the original one. I went back for Taken King, and I thought that was great. Yeah, which the Taken King—that's what made Destiny One good in a lot of people's eyes. I think I'll, I'll probably end up checking this out because I never bought Destiny Two because I was kind of put off of the whole franchise from playing Destiny One and was really bored with it the first couple hours. So. All right, so we we're gonna. There's a couple other games, just quick ones. Um, my friend Pedro, this game. I don't, have you seen this game ever? No, I. I it's an I indie think game with it. like a guy on a skateboard. There's like, and you're just shooting all kinds of people doing cool tricks and shit. It, <laughs> it, it looks really awesome. Uh, it's coming out on the 20th for June 20th for PC and Switch. Okay. It looks super awesome. I'm probably gonna pick it up. It's also got one of those like, if you pre-order it, it's cheaper. Oh. That model. (laughs) (laughs) So Creative Powerhouse uh, Game Loft is bringing Asphalt 9 Legends to Switch. Looks like a decent racing game, but uh, I've never heard of this otherwise. I thought Asphalt was... Isn't that one of those games where it's like a shifting simulator? Asphalt 9? It probably is. I I just watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, it looks like a racing game. And this was also during uh, Stadia's big thing. I, I forgot to mention it earlier. Um, but uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is being made by the team that brought you Divinity Original Sin 2. So it's the team you want making the thing you want. Yes. It was it was teased. I talked about it last cast. But yeah, that it's official that they yeah. showed a trailer for it. It looks really cool. It, basically, it sounds like they're working on making a definitive like D&D type game. But yeah, Larian Studios is working on this. It's, it's a good team. Something to look forward to. Which, like, when you said earlier, that will, all that, the earlier Baldur's Gate stuff and 
Icewind Dale, that would make sense as to why we were bringing it up. Yeah, that just it, 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 all of it seems like a tease for that coming <laughs> is how I saw it. Yeah. Which is why when they showed that, when Larian showed that logo, it was like, that's happening. And uh, not super important, but just a little funny aside, but they showed the Gears 5 box art and uh, someone on Twitter had remarked, and I can't remember who, but they said, uh, uh, interesting that they would show box art for the fifth game in a series as and I just found this funny because obviously they changed the name from Gears of War to just Gears. Oh, yeah. So it's not Gears of War 5, it's Gears 5. <laughs> There's no more war. It's just Gears. See, and this just rumors, but uh, Xbox One is mentioned in the source code of the new Shenmue 3 on the website. Yeah, that and that was kind of the reason why they came out and said, no, we're not putting it on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, which it's like, who knows what's really going on with that. We've all been lied to before. So, and this is probably, this may or may not be stuff you knew or not. I, I don't know. I know I mentioned some of this a little briefly, but uh, yeah, Blizzard has canceled a StarCraft first-person shooter. Yeah, I did kind of hear about that a little bit. Yeah, this is a Kotaku article, but it's, uh, sources tell Kotaku in order to focus on the next Diablo and Overwatch games. So yeah, it says over. It's interesting that it says Overwatch games, but it's like <laughs> apparently been called Overwatch Two in house. Yeah, and it sounds like it's a PVE game of some kind, and they're going to marry like classic Overwatch One with it in some way. So I, in my opinion, Overwatch One will go free to play, and that would make sense. Overwatch Two will be an actual like story type game, and I. I, I, it's possible that Overwatch 2 is not, is probably gonna, so this is just, I'm just theor, theorizing here. Overwatch 2 is a PvE game, and it'll probably start with a few characters that, and give them actual, like, playable story campaigns, and then I'm guessing they'll constantly update it with new story campaigns as they go, is my guess. That would make sense. I mean, that's a, probably a, the best way to go about it. That way you'd have two kind of games of service type things going at once in a way. And this is another Schreier thing, but uh, Ubisoft's cancelled game Pioneer has been retooled into a co-op shooter or uh, in the Rainbow Six engine and will be revealed at E3. Yeah, it wasn't Pioneer like the one that was like, yeah, it's a game, but it's not, and it's not a game, but we cancelled it, but actually, no, we're rebooting it. Yes, and then it also, <laughs> it was supposed to be a non-combat game, so it's interesting that it's been retooled into a combat-focused game. And uh, a new IP codenamed Orpheus, action-adventure similar to Breath of the Wild, is rumored along with that. But uh, And uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine is a co-op PvE shooter and will be announced at E3. So, yeah, just a lot of weird Ubisoft things kind of leaking through. <laughs> and then not uh, not necessarily an E3 thing, but as I mentioned earlier, all the uh, stuff with the Uncharted games with their DLC content go going free. Yes. Tom Holland will be playing as Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted movie that's coming out in 2020. Oh, boy. So if you like Spider-Man, he's going to be there. I, I I can't imagine him as as Nathan Drake, but I mean, I'll try anything. They'll beef him up. 
He's already beefy, but they'll yeah. they'll they'll feed him some I'm just, MREs or I something. I think the the one I'm wondering about is the voice. He has a very young voice sounding voice. That's true. So and I this rumor, I don't know if I buy it. Um, but according to Atlas, Persona Five Royal is not coming to any other platforms, just the PS4. That's what they say. But I don't know if I buy that. I did I too saw that rumor. I seems like a smoke screen to me. It's it's a trap. Which that this is that's surrounding rumors that uh, Persona Five Royal is coming to Switch, but I don't know. It's, it's anyone's game at this point. Uh, yeah. And then Ukulele showed off a new game called Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. It is a 2.5D game. It has it's a side scroller sometimes, but sometimes it's top down, and you solve puzzles. It and obviously it's got platforming elements. It looks. This looks better than the original ukulele, in my opinion. It looks like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Yeah, well, because, like, ukulele was supposed to be, like, a Banjo-Kazooie, like, remake type. Yeah, it had um, old devs that worked on Banjo-Kazooie. They had Grant Kirkhope, who's the composer for Banjo-Kazooie. And, actually, Grant Kirkhope is working on the music for this as well. (laughs) Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, this, it looks really good. And, I mean, I always liked, I still liked Yuka and Laylee like the characters so I'm excited to go forward with them it's just I didn't really I know some people really liked the game but I couldn't get into it it felt kind of broken yeah I heard that it was it played a little bit on the poor side my issue wasn't that my issue is that you're a collect-a-thon game right but you enter a level and you can't collect all the things in that level. You need to go and get different power-ups that are in different levels and then come back to said levels. Oh, yeah. And there's a power-up that makes you able to fly, so obviously once you get that, all the things are, like, super easy to collect. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Jet Force Gemini. Yeah. That game did that a lot, too, where you had to go back to earlier levels because you got newer abilities in later levels. See, and I don't always hate backtracking. It just is... In a collectathon game where I'm kind of, I don't like basically being like seeing stuff I can collect, but being like, well, you can't get to it now. Got to come back later. Hopefully, you remember where those things are. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just I that, should be I able hate to that stuff too. I should be able to hundred percent a level while I'm there. That I think that's the true joy of a collectathon is just trying your damnedest. Or at least it, like make it so you can inherently collect everything, but getting the power-ups later just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, I don't know, but sometimes I do kind of like that, like going back to earlier levels now that you have a better ability and being able to access like secret areas that you couldn't get to before. See, this didn't even really do that. Um, yeah. This was just, oh, it's just super easy to get these things. <laughs> so there's not even, yeah. So it's it's the type of game where just you might as well just progress and make like critical path it till you have the flying power and then go back and collect all the stuff you missed. Yeah. So it's like don't don't bother trying super hard to collect things because it doesn't even matter. And then the flying power is kind of broken. But this looks I this looks a lot better than that. So Ninja Theory is working on a new game that is called Bleeding Edge. It's four v four online melee combat. It's going into alpha come June 27th. So there's been a leaked trailer for that. Yeah, um, it looks okay. <laughs> it looks okay. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think it looked too great, but it's in alpha. 
But what I, they need to do is make a multiplayer game, but with the crazy audio effects that they did for uh, Hellblade. <laughs> Everybody's all around you all the time. Yes, that. All right, and this this is the last set of E3 leaks, pre-three leaks. Um, so Bandai Namco, Bamco, they've been having a real like there's a hole in their ship somewhere i saw that tweet too <laughs> that's all that tweet was hilarious yeah they're just they can't keep it together they're just get that's that's a sign of a man who has given up so there is uh tales of arise which is a the new game in the tales of series that is like tales of symphonia and you know all those tales of games tales of abyss and so all on. those anime ass anime games yeah, but this one looks very high budget and not super anime. It actually kind of looks like a near game to me, but it almost, it looks like a step above like Breath of the Wild. It it looks crazy. I I'm really hyped to actually see a trailer of this, but currently there's just some screenshots. And then uh, Elden Ring, which this is the George R. R. Martian, uh, <laughs> Martian. George R. R. Martian. He is a fucking Martian. <laughs> George R. R. Martin, uh, Miyazaki clash up. So this is. The, yeah, this is uh, it. I mean, I still think the uh, symbol for the game. There's just a picture of this logo. It looks Norse to me, but suppose like it looks kind of Celtic. But supposedly, it's a whole new kind of thing. So I mean, it it may be its own mythology, but it may be kind of grounded in Celtic type, like well, Nordic Norse mythology in some way. I mean, being that it's a thing with George R. R. Martin, I wouldn't. Not be surprised in the slightest if it was its own thing, given his ability to world build. I mean, same with Miyazaki. Yes, both. You get both of them in the room, and because uh, I'm like, Dark Souls has its own weird lore and its own. What we bullshit. should do is <laughs> we get Miyazaki in the room with George R. R. Martin when he's writing a song of ice and fire, and uh, Miyazaki cracks the whip on him to finish that. <laughs> I feel like Miyazaki's a man that can get stuff done and make other people get stuff done. <laughs> Just Dark Souls games. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the last one is Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch uh, remastered, which is coming to Switch and probably other things, but I, I've just seen Switch kind of popping around. But I'm excited because, as I mentioned, Nino Kuni 2 earlier, now I can maybe go back and try the first one. I tried it way back when, but it didn't grab me the way the second one did. So, but maybe I'm more invested now. Which that is uh, Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, however you want to say it. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, and, How is it pronounced, Ghibli or Ghibli? And Level Five. Uh, so different Miyazaki for that. Yeah. <laughs> Two different Miyazaki. Completely different Miyazakis. Uh, maybe similar-ish in how <laughs> prolific they are. <laughs> Anyway, that covers all of that. So, well, I have one more thing that may be leaked. Uh, it's Sims Four expansion. Damn! I, and here I thought there was maybe we were ripe for a Sims Five announcement. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they're saying that uh, Origin may have leaked the next Sims Four expansion, Island Living. Oh God! I know a lot of people still really, really into that Sims. Hey, Sims is great. I I haven't played Sims Four at all, but I Sims served its purpose in my lifetime, so it can serve yeah. its purpose in other people. I played a lot of Sims One with the expansions. I've played a lot of Sims Two. Kind of fell off after Sims Two. 
I played a lot of Sims 1, 2, and then I played some of Sims 3, and then I fell off. <laughs> yes, I'm, I may have installed 3, but I don't know how much I played of played it. Played the base game of Sims 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and then the whole, there's a lot of controversy over Sims 4 when that came out, because they removed things from the game. I mean, obviously, like, Sims 3, at that by that point, had been around forever, and had tons of expansions, and... Then they're coming out with this new game, and they're like, well, shit, we got to make money, so we can't put out all the stuff that's in these other games. But then they did dumb things like, yeah, we're not putting pools in the game, which is like a thing that was in base (laughs) Sims 1. You can't drown your Sims. (laughs) That's like, that is an integral part of the Sims, is putting them in a pool and then just removing the ladders and being an asshole, watching them drown. All right, so do you have... Obviously, I listed a lot of things, but... Yeah, I, you covered everything that I had listed except for the Sims thing. All right, but do you have any other predictions, maybe, or anything you think is going to be there? Any dream games? Well, I mentioned the, when we did our little uh, pre-recording for the um, <clears throat> for Rated G for Gaming when they were doing their E3 Predictions podcast, I mentioned a wishlist item of a Command & Conquer game that doesn't suck. <laughs> And it's, you're getting that. I'm getting that. I mean, maybe it's not quite Command E3, but yeah, I'm getting the original Command & Conquer remaster. It sounds like they're going to they show that. a new UI for it, and yes. it looks really good. I'm stoked to play a remastered <laughs> version of the original Command & a good Command & Conquer game. Supposedly, it's going to go beyond just a remaster. They're going to retool a lot Well, they of would things. have to. I mean, it's... To, to just redo the interface, I mean, that is still a dated-ass game to play on a You're modern You're going to get PC. The, the Spyro trilogy of oh my God. remasters. Well, I mean, hopefully the good parts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, hopefully it's more so the Halo Master Chief collection of remakes, but not the early ages of the Master Chief collection. I'm talking current Master Chief collection where it's usable. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't. It's it's hard for me to say what else I want. I mean, obviously, I would like to see more from Stadia. Um, I did see that Facebook is going to be at E three this year. Yuck. Um, I'm. I don't know if they're announcing anything, but I know they have like a booth set up, and they're like Facebook Gaming has like a section at E three that they're gonna have booth space, but I don't know if they're going to have any announcements. I'm kind of interested to see what they have in store. We'll go down the list and we'll see if there's anything you can name that you want from... This is going to be a list in order that they're showing. So EA Play Live streams on Saturday, June 8th. So that will be after this... (laughs) Like You're going to be hearing this after uh, since we're not going to go up till Monday with this, I'm sure. Um Anyway, so yeah, EA, either do, late do you think Sunday. they're going to announce anything cool? It seems like they just have that Star Wars game, and we know they're going to show off uh, that game. Yeah, that's pretty much all I'm thinking that they're going to have. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll show that Sims thing. <laughs> Probably. And then you have on Sunday, Microsoft on June 9th at 4 p.m. ET. I mean, we've... I think we covered pretty much everything that Microsoft... I mean, they have... Pretty sure they're going to show that new Xbox. They're, they're going to show Battletoads. Yeah, they've already said that they have 14 games to show off this year, so... I have a uh, kind of a dream prediction uh, that I didn't even think of. And I, and I I mentioned earlier that they're... How about New Age of Empires? <laughs> that's supposedly in the works. Really? Uh, but that aside, 
we we mentioned on the last cast that Game Pass on PC because uh, that yes. is coming, but I think it will be actually announced and released during E3. Which I also I did hear that is a separate subscription right now. That's all theorized. I I don't <laughs> buy that. I we'll see. I guess we'll find out. I mean, the name I, I have more it does a, have a separate name, and the yeah. name is Game Pass on PC. But I, yeah, I mean, so it's it seems like it could be separate, but. It, I mean, with, it could just be like Phil Spencer goes on stage and like, hey, we have Game Pass on PC, but if you're already a Game Pass Xbox subscriber, you also can get it on PC. It, <laughs> I'll just tell them right now, you want to make money? You don't do that. You don't make it two subscriptions. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Just make it all the same one. You have the same subscription for the PC, Xbox. That's going to be a good selling point for your Game Pass. Yeah, and I mean, Phil Spencer's been making good on a lot of things. Yeah, I like, and I've I've said it before, but I mean, I'm I re- I'm really happy with the way that Xbox has gone since um, they put Phil Spencer at the helm of Xbox. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's been. I feel like he's been doing all the right things, and I know something that I was. I almost. I we don't really have a ton of time because of all the E3 stuff, but I kind of wanted to mention like in the future headlines that like like what if first party xbox games just start going to all third parties like they put xbox games out on nintendo they put he's already said he's like willing to do that i just think sony won't let them or or putting or publishing xbox first like that because they bought all these studios and putting those games out on other platforms and then being like well you can buy this game on the playstation if you want but it's on Game Pass for free. <laughs> Is, would Game Pass Switch be a separate subscription? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like almost. I almost like would think that, like, hey, if you have an Xbox, you, you can play this game for free. Or if you have the Game Pass or whatever, you play this game. Or like, we're not even gonna sell this game to you. It's just on the Xbox if you have Game Pass. But if you want to buy the game, you can buy on the PlayStation Four. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I doing mean, crazy, like crazy stuff like that. Where like if you if you want to if you have an Xbox, you get this game for free. Otherwise, if you don't have an Xbox, you can still buy it. I mean, Microsoft is ahead in the uh, subscription based war. Yeah, I I'm really interested to see how Stadia fares up to that. We'll see. I know, like, and I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about play Sony, and I think Sony's going to be talking about some of their streaming stuff. Well, they're not going to be at E3. That's it's true. They're not gonna be at E3. Anyway, but we'll, we'll are go they down still, the list. They because they just did their. They did some stuff this week. They they're showed like, some stuff, and I think they'll show stuff later. Uh, yeah, kind of pepper it in. But I think they're gonna pepper some announcements during E3. Just can be like, yeah, we're kind of missing out not being at E3, so we better put something out so people kind of remember us. I mean, you you gotta because otherwise. Microsoft's going to control the conversation. Yeah, totally. But anyway, my dream announcement kind of well, not really a dream announcement. Sony's so much the as- guy sitting at home like <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm missing out. I why did I not? <laughs> <laughs> but but I I think we're talking next Xbox games. I think they're going to launch with a new Killer Instinct. Really? Yeah, I, I think obviously Last Killer Instinct was a games of service, and it's kind of like done yeah so i think we're gonna i mean that team's got to be working on something so that would make sense too especially with i mean games of service going hand in hand with the game pass i think you have one killer instinct that goes the entire life of a console yeah i mean i can see that working out 
I mean, it's not my dream of like killer and strength co- cross Mortal Kombat, but <laughs> that'll never happen. No, probably not. Anyway, then I mean, so, Phil Spencer would allow it, but so also, well, there's quite a few shows going on Sunday. So uh, Bethesda Sunday, June 9th, uh, 8:30 p.m. ET. So what obviously, what do you think Bethesda's bringing to the table? I mean, an apology. <laughs> so Starfield. I think that's gonna, not. They said they're not going to show Starfield. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they said no Starfield, show, no Starfield and no uh, no new Elder Scrolls. They said that for sure. Okay, well they're going to go fuck themselves. I don't. They're going to the show fuck. Doom Eternal. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, that they're going to show. Uh, well, they're going to apologize for Fallout seventy six, and then they're going to show some. <laughs> they're going to show how they're turning it around. Is what yeah. they're going to do. Uh, Todd uh, Todd Howard's going to make some yeah. jokes about that, and then he's going to make some jokes about Skyrim. My, I'm assuming because of other quote-unquote leaks that I'll go over in a minute, but when we're to it, is that Fallout 4 coming to Switch is heavily speculated and mm. probably going to happen. So I think Bethesda would be the place to show that, obviously. Um, I don't know. They have a lot of teams, so there could be something. Is Arcane yeah. working on anything? Mm, I'm not sure. Is there a new Dishonored in the works? Is there a new Prey in the works? <laughs> you know, one thing I'm kind of wondering about is... Um, Kind of recently, there was an article put out, and it was like, I guess it was kind of an interview with Todd Howard, and the messaging was not great because this you could paraphrase with what he said to kind of be, yeah, we know we can put out a subpar product because the game will get better in the future. Yeah, which is pretty shitty. Like they basically saying, yeah, we can put out a game that's not finished because we'll finish it and it'll be a great game in and like a couple of years. People will buy it anyway. Yeah, I mean, and that really like Skyrim is a big piece of that because I mean, how many platforms have they put Skyrim out on? I mean, it's it's a well aged game that came out in two thousand eleven. Like I said, it's the new Doom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're gonna probably show another phone game um they're gonna show uh skyrim shelter no <laughs> elder scroll shelter wait wasn't there there's i thought there's i Blades. read something about a like a a sequel to the fallout shelter fallout shelter 2 <laughs> that's been i mean rumored for like ever is that they're making a follow-up of like fallout shelter 2 hmm. I, I don't think they would do that i think they would maybe make a, one of their other ips maybe doom shelter i did not enjoy fallout shelter it was. I actually downloaded. What other IPs uh, do they have that could be a shelter game? Starfield Shelter. <laughs> Starfield Base. Um, no, I Fallout Shelter. I did now. not like. That was a really, that was really timey, grindy game. I actually downloaded like a save file that someone hacked in a bunch of you like just loot wanted boxes. the lunch boxes. Yeah, a bunch of loot bo- or lunch boxes and. Even opening those lunch boxes, it was still like it did not affect the gameplay at all. Like, yeah, you got some higher level characters, but you still had to sit there and wait and wait and wait to do anything. It was just like just a grind, a slow, awful grind. They they are going to show more of that Wolfenstein game. Wolfenstein games are always a plus. So I mean, it's killing like, Nazis. Yeah, it's that. Uh, ba- basically, it's kind of like the what they did with the uncharted where it was like a dlc that kind of got too big so it's it's kind of like an expansion it's it's clearly yeah wolfen it's it's stuff that was made with the wolfenstein 2 like tech and then they made a whole game out of it so yeah it looks good what they've shown so far so but i think that's due this year so i, I don't know what else they're going to show other than doom eternal and that for sure 
Um, but they, they have quite a bit few studios. So that I mean, if they're having a whole showcase, they got to show something. Yeah, exactly. Then there is Devolver Digital uh, at on June 9th at 10 p.m. Uh, that's the real show. <laughs> that's the real show. That's that's how you know it's an E3 uh, is is because Devolver. Uh, Devolver has something to show. They're always funny. Um, they're because they're they just mock E3. Yes. And yeah. I don't know. I, I after last year's, I was I'm so curious to see what this year's is going to be. Is there, how, do you follow their Twitter at all? Yeah. Like every anytime there's any sort of controversy, they're tweeting about it in the most hilarious way. They're just giant trolls. <laughs> yes. Which is I think it's refreshing right now. And then there is PC gaming show Monday, June 10th at 1 p.m. Which, I don't know, I don't really care about their show because it kind of shows... I swear they always just show trailers that the other ones have already shown. Oh, it's kind of rehashed. Yeah, they do have the devs usually there and they kind of talk more about the mechanics and stuff of games. But, I, I don't know, I'm like... Nothing but, really huge. It's kind of like, this is the nerd talk. I don't know. I'll probably still watch it, but I'm like, <laughs> it's usually one I don't pay a whole lot of attention during because it's not usually, they, they never show too much or anything super spectacular, in my opinion. Um, Ubisoft is Monday, June 10th at four. And we kind of already, we know their, yeah. their big headline one has to be Watch Dogs. Yes. I do expect Mario and Rabbids too. It's time. <laughs> Or at least it's some time. I think that it's that, or it's another a different Nintendo mashup. But I honestly think it's that. Um, Dishonored Mario Kart. That's a whole different studio. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not right. Ubisoft. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, hmm. Or is Dishonored Ubisoft and Dishonor is Bethesda? <laughs> anyway, I don't even. I don't remember what one I was thinking about. For Honor is what you were thinking. For, oh, shit. Anyway. <laughs> they'll show that i i think they'll show that pirate game it's been a long time since we've seen that skull and bones yes because they've been it was announced originally as a multiplayer game but it is now they have said that there's a campaign for it so i think they'll finally show some of that campaign i don't think that's due this year though it's i don't know maybe it is that game's been in development for like what seems like forever (laughs) We're, I know for sure we're not going to see... Like, if we see anything of the new Assassin's Creed, it'll just be a logo drop. It, I don't think we'll see anything Logo real. drop, probably Hidden Blade somewhere. We're definitely going to see the new Just Dance. They're hopefully a dancing panda like last time. <laughs> um, or something cool. Just Dance VR. I mean, I hope... I hope we see a new Rayman, but I know we're not. Because that, that team is the same team that's working on... Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Th- yeah, you wouldn't think those are the same team, but they are. <laughs> anyway, I- I'm real excited to see... Uh, like, and we mentioned earlier that there was supposedly a lot of other IPs in the works for them, and it sounds like a lot of Rainbow Six games, but... Oh, and I... I- they they keep saying no, but I 100% guarantee... As, as much as I hear from every other source... Being like, no, they're not going to show the new Splinter Cell game. I'm like, I 100% guarantee we're going to see the, something of the new Splinter Cell yeah, game. Yeah, that's that's the thing I was uh, there. People keep I, saying that's years away. I'm like, there's no way. It seems it sounds like that's been in the works in secret for years. I swear I just saw an article saying that they're, they, they came out and said, no, we're not working on a Splinter Cell game. 
That's what they keep saying. Yeah. And I mean, there's been like so many weird things. And recently there They're was just trying really hard to keep it under grabs. There was at, this was going to be our big reveal. You guys stop ruining it for us. At GameStop, there was Sam Fisher, like very briefly posted. There was Sam Fisher night vision goggles labeled E3 product. Did we even have any Splinter Cell on the Xbox 360? Yes. Did we? Okay. I thought it was like all just original Xbox that we had Splinter Cell game. And then they just... Wasn't Conviction on the 360? Yeah, I think you're right. And I think there was another one. But anyway, it's it's been a long... It's been it like was, 10 years. It was so big on the original Xbox and then it just disappeared. Anyway, then on Monday, June 10th, 9 p.m., Square Enix. What do you think they're going to show? I think they have any DLC for... Kingdom Hearts Kingdom 3 Hearts. DLC. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was going to say that. That's like... It's kind of been mentioned that they plan DLC for that, but no, like we haven't seen or heard anything, so I'm pretty sure we'll find out what the hell that's going to be. And then I think you mentioned like they'll bring up the Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII Remake is already guaranteed. They said yeah. they were going to show more gameplay of it and announce that there's a... Supposedly, they're going to announce that there's going to be a demo playable this month for PlayStation which I believe that too. That game actually looks further along than people expected. Um, anyway, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. They supposedly have a lot of projects in the work. We know we're seeing that Marvel game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge JRPG nerd. <laughs> supposedly, uh, a Secret of Mana collection was leaked earlier in the week. Um, I forgot to mention that in my thing, but wasn't really in my list uh but i think they'll announce that that sounds believable i don't know they have so many things and so many ips that they're just sitting on they have a lot yeah as i mentioned my absolute dream announcement is chrono break but i doubt we'll see a new chrono game and uh nintendo direct on tuesday june 11th at 10 p.m so that that's i mean the one i'm most excited for oh, um, pokemon I don't know if they'll show more Pokemon because so? since Pokemon was already in a direct, I don't think it's in their lineup. But we know Animal Crossing for sure. Um, Ast- Astral Chain for sure has been kind of confirmed. I don't know. There, this. Uh, I'll just read this thing, which is from a. Uh, it, it's a four chan thing, but it just reads so believably <laughs> that I I just couldn't ignore is it. A green text story. No, it's not. Oh man, I love green text. It just this just reads like too real. It just says, "As I've seen the E3 direct, um, and this is just posted by an anonymous person." So, as as 4chan is, <laughs> but take this with a uh, brick-sized grain of salt. Yeah, but this it just reads so real. Um, I've seen the E3 direct. Direct opens with the smash effect. Uh, the 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 same one that they opened with for Simon and Richter. During 8818, a cinematic is played where Cloud is fighting in a coliseum um, and is approached by Sora for a rematch. His stage is Traverse Town, and he's got an MP bar above his portrait and next to his percent. And looks like, like this is the MP bar from KH2. Transition into game reveals. Metroid Prime Trilogy HD. Then Overwatch for Switch. Flipnote Workshop. Ori in the Blind Forest, which uh, that's one I've been speculating on since Cuphead came to Switch. I've been thinking they'll bring Ori over. It just seems like a logical move. Uh, then, And this is the one that makes me actually believe this. Is it says Link's Awakening gets a big box version with a gigantic egg replica. Uh, 
retails for a crazy 200 bucks. Can't remember when it comes out. Uh, this read real to me because, as I mentioned last week, GameStop had 21 titles for the Switch that all just have no names, but one of those was $200. Well, $199.99, so that's kind of, that seems real now. Oh, an indie reel happens with A Hat in Time, Kerbal Space Program, and Cadence Fire Rule, and more stuff. Which, once again, Cadence Fire Rule has been data mined that it's coming out this month on the 20th. So yeah. we're pretty sure that's going to happen. Then Plants vs. Zombies 1 and 2 is being re-released, exclusive to Switch. Apex Legends, Fallout 3, The Witcher 3, Rage 2 are all shown off in a fast trailer that plays. Astral Chain and Fire Emblem get trailers. There's... And th- this part, once again, it reads very real. Well, couldn't tell you anything about them, um, though, because I really don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing is the same way. It got a trailer, but I hate Animal Crossing. And, and really just remember, or it had some hip city theme um, to it uh, with like a bass drop in the, th- the theme song and this trendy city <laughs> in quotes. And then the last part of this is Banjo and Kazooie, a smash trailer or at the end and thought it was pretty cool. Mario and Sonic are fighting off Sora and Sora overpowers them both. And Banjo shows up and beats the shit out of him. It was dope. And then it says, I'm sure I'm forgetting more. LOL. Those were the things that stood out to me, which once again, that, that it just reads so real. And we, I'm like, I'm actually positive. We will get two smash characters announced because I'm guaranteeing, like, it's been a while since we got Joker, and I think they need to key up one that's coming, like, real soon, like, within a month, or if not, like, actually out the day of E3, and then one that's actually coming later. Ignore the rest of E3, go play this new character now. But there is a another Nintendo potential leak. I mean, Nintendo has so much speculation, like, more so than almost anybody else. Um, let me see if I can find it. So this one, and I think some of these will actually be shown uh, that I that weren't mentioned in the other one. But once again, that guy seemed a little apathetic towards some things people might care about. And the, but this one uh, has some of the same things. So this has supposedly queued queued up tweets, which I know somebody said debunked this and said Nintendo doesn't use whatever app they have that has these scheduled tweets. But it says uh, Witcher Three, like a com- the complete edition, coming to Switch. Then Apex Legends, and this has Persona Five Royal. So that that's kind of tips me off that this is probably fake, because that Atlas claims that's not coming to Switch or well any platform other than PlayStation. But but this one seems possible, if not super weird. But uh, the Master Chief Collection, do you think that's coming to Switch? I want it to. <laughs> <laughs> it just because I'm all for the proliferation of Halo. <laughs> And then there's uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, which they they had just shown basically a trailer, like a very small like logo, and then like very briefly some stuff. But I think we'll actually get gameplay of that because that's got to be due pretty soon. It's a, I know I think last I saw it, it was like seventy percent complete or like sixty percent complete. They they had tweeted out, but I like guarantee that's going to be shown. Um, then it has Overwatch on Switch, which, as I went over, that sounds believable. And I know Blizzard had mentioned they wanted Overwatch on Switch, but didn't know if it was possible at the time. But I'm I'm sure it is. There's Doom on that thing. Then this says Animal Crossing Metro Mania is the name of the game, supposedly. Which, if there's a hip city, that sounds like a hip city thing. 
Yeah. And once again, if Sora is 100% in this, it says Kingdom Hearts, the story so far is coming to Switch on 8.15. So some of this seems like real plausible. And then this has a Link's Awakening thing. And uh, this last one is, once again, this seems real hokey, but it's possible since Nintendo and Microsoft are so buddy-buddy. But it says Rare Replay is coming to Switch. And it comes packaged with Donkey Kong 64 and Diddy Kong Racing. What do you think of that? I'm intrigued by Diddy Kong Racing. I know. I was like, it sounds like something you'd like, but (laughs) it seems like that's too wishlisty in my opinion. A lot of wishlist items there. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. There's so many like potential leaks, but... That one just seems like someone just checked off like a bunch of... They had like a bunch of... These are Nintendo things that people kind of like... Uh, check mark next to ones that you think that are going to come out. And they were like, yeah, all of these. The other two I hope get shown, but probably... I mean, a lot of people are saying they're not going to, but that almost leads me to believe that we will see something is I pretty much guarantee we're they're going to have to show us Bayonetta 3 because last time they showed it, which was two years ago, it just got a logo. So I'm like, we need to see something like gameplay and maybe like not necessarily a date, but... A something for that. It's got to be quite far along at this point, at least enough that they would have a trailer. But and then a, lo- a lot of people say since they rebooted development, we're not going to see Metro Prime Four. But I almost think that's why we need something of Metro Prime Four. They need to explain, like, not necessarily explain why development was rebooted, but they need to give us something of it. So I honestly think that'll be shown, but it's just my opinion. I also think there's another Metroid game in the works by Mercury Stream. Hey, when's the last Metroid game we've got? Was Metroid Returns on the 3DS, if you count that, which was Mercury <laughs> if you, Stream. If you count the 3DS as a, as it, a I platform. mean, it wasn't mainline Metroid, so it's it's been a hot minute since a mainline Metroid, but this was, because Metroid Samus Returns was a, uh, a rebuild of two, but that was by Mercury Stream, and so they... They had originally wanted to do a rebuild of Metroid Fusion, so I honestly, I was like, one of two scenarios is they're either working on Fusion right now, or they are working on a brand new Metroid thing that may be a, like a Fusion 2 or something. They're, I, I guarantee they're working on a a 2.5D type Metroid game for the Switch. I like guarantee it. That would make sense. I was like, so, like... Metroid Thomas Returns sold well and was very well received and having played it, it was amazing. My only issue was it was on a 3DS and that game gave me crab claw hands. It hurt the, my hands so bad. <laughs> Celeste gives me crab claw hands. Yeah, it's just this though. You have to hold the shoulder buttons to like hold in place to aim and it destroyed my hands. Yeah, I don't like that. And I think that's that, that is E3. It's a lot of stuff covered a lot of material there um so i think with that i think we're gonna take another quick break and since we we're out of like about an hour and 30 minutes just for that segment so we'll do like the non e3 top headlines and then the rest of the news after the break 
Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the Realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures every week. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Okay, and we are back, and we forgot to mention one thing for the E3 stuff. Destroy All Humans is getting remastered. And it had a really awesome trailer. It's just a Ramstein music video. Yes. It's pretty awesome. It's perfectly fitting for that game. Um, so that's something to look forward to. That game's a real cult classic. I always liked it. Yes. But it's like, the more I think about it, I'm like, it's not a really good game by no. any stretch of the word, but it was mm. real stupid and awesome. Yeah, it was like, uh, what was that? Um, <laughs> Russia versus Aliens? I don't know what that is. You don't know. It was like a, I think it was a first person shooter game that was that literally cool. just, it was just like Soviet Russia. <laughs> no, it was Stalin versus aliens. Something like that. That sounds even better. Yeah. You're literally, you're Stalin and you're just, it's an RTS game and you're fighting against aliens. Oh, and did I mention, well, we probably didn't, but they're also remastering that SpongeBob game. Yes. That's all that. It's. Which I think is also THQ, but anyway, yes. that, what is it, Bikini Bottom Battle or whatever Yes, though? or Battle for Bikini Bottom, I believe is yeah. what it's called. Rehydrated, it's, a- <laughs> it's called. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think it was 3D the first time, I'm not sure. The, the, all the articles I saw were saying, it's getting a 3D remake, so. I don't know, it looks interesting, but I th- thought they're, like, eh. I Since there's games like that getting remastered, I'm curious if what everybody wants to get remastered gets remastered and that's Simpsons hit and run, which is also a cult oh my classic. God, that was such a, or, or even that, not just that, but uh crazy taxi, which I mean, Simpsons hit and run was just crazy taxi, but was in the Simpsons setting. Um, but both good games. I loved crazy taxi. That was classic. Dude, I'd love to see something with crazy yeah. taxi, but that was, that was one of the games I would remember playing going to like target or something in the dreamcast era good old days i never owned a dreamcast but you better believe i played a lot of sonic adventure and crazy taxi between target and sears (laughs) all right we're getting on to the news yeah so we kind of have some top headlines that i'll just bring up first before we get into the rest of the stuff um so the first thing i wanted to bring up is xbox body wash and soap what do you think of that marcus you're gonna get clean you're going to get fueled up and clean at the same time? I'm already clean, but you're, other you're gamers never. do probably... I mean, especially... This should have been a Nintendo thing, because it's the Smash community that yeah. needs it the most. Well, I mean, uh, gamers in general are not well-known for hygiene, uh, especially Magic the Gathering players. <laughs> um, especially Smash players as well. Especially, um, oh, speaking of which, you know that guy that did that whole... What was that called? Crackgate? 
That he <laughs> I was, don't know what this. He was a guy on Reddit, and he went to like a Magic the Gathering. Oh, and he took tournament. His, the photo by the butt cracks. Yeah, he took all the the pictures where he was doing the same pose and everything. Yeah. Did the triangle fingers and crouching down next to like all these people with their butt cracks exposed, and he got banned from playing Magic the Gathering. Well, he's unbanned now. He is gonna. He's going right back to playing competitive Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Taking butt pictures. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that just happened this year. Um, that he got unbanned. So he was banned for like a good two or three years, I think. Um, that's hilarious. But do I, you want to smell whole... like an Xbox? I really want to know what this smells like. It Does this smell it look, like ozone? It no, it smells like Axe. It looks like Axe. Well, it's Lynx, um, which it's, is an Australian specific Axe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's exactly like Axe. Um, is it, it Axe or is it Bodman or is it uh, Tag Body Spray? Which one is Old Spice? No, it's, no, it's definitely. It seems more like it's in the Axe type, where it's like overpowering stench, where it's like this will mask your gamer stench. See, I can't wear Old for Spice for those long sessions. I can't wear Old Spice because I don't want to smell like my dad. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what they did with their marketing campaign, but everyone's dad wears Old Spice. <laughs> it smells that, like daddy issues. Does that stuff work if you spray it onto your furniture? <laughs> to create a barrier between your smelly butt and <laughs> and the couch. Um, yeah. Can I make my couch smell like Xbox now? <laughs> Maybe. I was... I. I met or I I tagged um with body spray tag body spray <laughs> no I no. <laughs> I I tagged our listener Jamie of the Guardians of the Multiverse podcast and now the uh, Death by Cuckoo's podcast on Twitter saying hey, your gamer duty is now to buy these and report back and then we'll do a special segment meanwhile in Australia. <laughs> Well, if it's time just right, it can be meanwhile in the upside down. Yeah, yeah, just in time for uh, Stranger Things. But Finger Strange, as they call it in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he says, he says no, and I'm like, oh come on, it'll be great. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. I mean, I really want to know what this stuff is like. I want to. I want it described to me. Because, I mean, it's for sale only in Australia and New Zealand. We can't buy it here in the U.S. unless you have a magnanimous benefactor that will send it to you. But, I mean, even Jamie, then, it might, get, no. it might get held up in customs. Who knows? It's, it could be incredibly illegal in the U.S. Who knows? Well, it, it's made of ozone. It's, it, could be made of, <laughs> it could be made of kangaroo meat. I don't... No, it's bottled ozone. I mean, we don't have... Really, bottled snake venom. Oh, God. Uh, snake venom mixed with kangaroo meat and a little bit of the coral reef. <laughs> oh, God. That's, yep, yeah, that's Xbox body wash. They have like a bunch of, like this this picture I see, it looks like they have a body wash, a shampoo, a deodorant, like a spray deodorant, and what looks like it could be hair. Now, if they packaged that with a video game, it would be flying off the shelves. If they made this sneaking... If this if this came with a game that was like Sneak King, they could sell this. Oh, so that 
This is Axe. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's just a different... It's it's Axe, but branded Lynx. Well, look at they that. They use that brand in Australia, New Zealand, and China. So I wasn't crazy for thinking it looked like Axe, because Yeah, it is I mean, Axe. that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, this looks like Axe, but then I see the name Lynx. I'm like, well, what the fuck is Lynx? It uh, smells like ass. But they're, they, they uh, GameSpot asked, or was uh, reached out and asked if they're going to... Um, oh, wait. Uh, Kotaku asked if they were going to have this in the U.S. and they responded saying that there's no plans to offer the products in the U.S. However, we would love to. So it makes no sense. We would love to, but we don't have plans to. I want to know what this are, tastes are they, like. <laughs> are they waiting for like, is this going to be Szechuan Sauce 2.0? We're going to have people jumping up and down on counters to get that Xbox body wash? We can only hope so. I mean, that's the future I want. They'll be clean. <laughs> nice and clean. <laughs> nice and clean. Yeah. If, if we have a future where gamers are demanding uh, uh, body care products, then I'm all for that future. It sucks because they're just going to put it on a shelf next to their other collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't open this. It has to stay in the box. About three. <laughs> one to keep in box, one to put on my shelf, and then one that I use. And four, if you want to give one to a friend. <laughs> Xbox's deodorant, body spray, and shower gel bottle will feature a bright green color palette with dashes of black and white. They look more like Alienware PC peripherals than containers for soap. I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say considering it's Xbox. Wouldn't they say, like, it looks more like an Xbox than soap? <laughs> I mean, that's what I would probably say in this. It looks more like an Xbox One X, but in soap form. I mean, it looks more like just an Xbox, like the original Xbox. It looks like the it's blades from Xbox 360. <laughs> um, the X. Uh, they, they, let's see. And maybe that's great. As we've, we, as we've reported, some gamers find it difficult to stomach each other's muskier scents. And everybody, including Xbox fans, should be, should be regularly using soap and deodorant. If Xbox links is what gets you into personal hygiene, super. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's that's it for that. I don't have gamers wash up. That's terrible. <laughs> that, that was the worst joke you've ever made. I've made better. <laughs> I am a huge fan of the any play on the whole gamers rise up thing. Any any wordplay with that. Which is it run that that runs rampant in the hard drive hangout. <laughs> Anytime there's anything I've seen, um, I've seen some good ones over there. Um, but I can't, I can't, I don't recall any. I can't recall them off the top of my head. But the gamers wash up is <laughs> this isn't going to be useful without a uh, Xbox loofah. It needs to be shaped like an X too. It doesn't, it doesn't really hit a lot of spots. Yeah, well, it'll hit the sharp. It'll hit the corners. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever corners you're... I mean, if you're overweight, you might be able to get into some of those folds with the points of the X. <laughs> this is terrible. terrible. I don't know if I can report... I don't know if the I can X keep that sponge. in the, the X sponge. It um, expunges you from reality. It'll have a vibrator built into it to time how long you're taking a shower. So it 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 goes buzz buzz once you once it thinks you're done. 
After two minutes of scrubbing in one spot, it will buzz to uh, this box alert you to er, move to the next area. This podcast is brought to you by the X Sponge. Uh, don't worry about your hygiene anymore. The X Sponge takes care of it all. Sponge your dirt. You expu- it X it expunge all of the dirt off of you with the X Sponge. With the handy built-in timer, you'll never think that you're washing yourself too long. You get just the right amount for every part of your body. Rub-a-dub-dub, X in the tub. (laughs) And not ecstasy. We're talking literal X. X gonna give it to you. It's the X sponge. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no more Xbox Sponge Talk. <laughs> We're done with this. We're going to move on to something else. Oh, my God. All right, well, that was it. for That was the only like non-E3 top headline I had. <laughs> so it's number one, two, and three. Yeah, that was number one, two, and three. Um, three, one, body wash, shower gel, and deodorant. God damn it. <laughs> See now I have now I have all my E three news in this too, so I have to scroll past that. Well it's good. We covered so much. We covered so much. So much news. Oh, here's good news. If you uh pre ordered that expensive ass version of uh Fallout seventy six, uh Bethesda is finally getting ready to ship those canvas bags. <laughs> it's finally ready. Will they bust long- that out on stage? Will they come out with that? Oh my god, they might. Be like, this is the bag you're getting. This you is get the a bag. bag. If you're in the crowd, you get a bag. Todd Howard's going to come out on stage wearing a, a, a suit made of those bags. I was actually going to say he's like in a bag, <laughs> like a big, a body giant bag, one. Someone, and then someone carries a, someone carries a giant. This is you guys wanted a bag. Here's a bag, and then Todd Howard's going to jump out of it, and he's going to be holding a bunch of guns. He's like, you wanted bags? Well, you're all going to be leaving in a body bag. We've already made that joke on this podcast before. (laughs) Just realized that. You're leaving this dungeon in a body bag. That was a a title of one of the episodes, I think. (laughs) It's not an appropriate joke. No, it's not. Not right now. But, uh... Todd Howard's finally gonna hit his uh, his apex for for how much shit he's gonna put up with with this Fallout seventy six. Fuck, you think they're releasing Fallout Royale? <laughs> I hope not. Oh my god, I hope. Do you think the next Fallout game is just called Fallout? <laughs> <laughs> All right, these are really bad jokes, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, Giant Bomb did that again this week. They, yeah, they do it every week. There's another game. There's a there's a game. I can't remember what game it was, but what if they just come out with this game and they just call it the name of the game, <laughs> and then that's it? What if the next Metroid is just Metroid? That's <laughs> at this point they're like predictable. Like, uh, what if the next Mario game is just called Mario? They already did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that was the one. Maybe. What about the brothers? Or is that the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> uh what if uh let's see uh what's another numbered oh shit you know what i forgot to mention during the nintendo thing uh luigi's mansion 3 they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna show that because they they already announced it but they didn't show anything so, oh really okay. so yeah we're gonna need see gameplay what if they just anyway. call it luigi's mansion oh 
man, that would be so cool. And then it just lasts forever. Oh, supposedly uh, Bethesda came out and said that they're basically planning on the next Elder Scrolls game to be a 10-year game. To finish? No, like... <laughs> I mean, maybe to finish like too, from the but, time it's announced to when it's. But released. they're saying like that, like it's going to be one of those games that they're going to support for ten years. I believe it. That sounds like. I mean, everything's games a service. Yeah, and it'll release. I mean, with Destiny like, was supposed to be that in the first place, and it'll release with like an ounce of content. It'll release with uh, one horse city. armor. No, <laughs> with a crab with a monocle and a top. <laughs> um, you think of how absurd that. DLC has gotten to the point where like we have all these loot boxes, we have all these things, all these all these cosmetic items and back in the days of Oblivion there was a huge outcry over horse armor that you could buy. Now look where now look where we are. We've we've slipped down this hill so far. I don't know. I'm not I'm not super I'm not against cosmetic DLC. Well, you're going to be blown away by the crab mounts and crab armor <laughs> and including one such monocle on a top head. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's see. Moving on. Uh, Polymega's getting a next generation light gun controller. Oh, yeah. I forgot this was a... Supposedly it's cool, but I was like, I didn't know light guns were really a big thing and apparently they are. People like light guns. I don't know. I'm not They're cool. This one looks it looks like a pistol. I don't like the pistol style light guns. I like the big shotgun blast style light guns. Those are the ones I want. But hey, that's cool. I mean, they figured out how to do light guns uh with an LCD TV, so more power to them. Yeah, I don't have too much to say on this. So yeah, myself, this, but Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, this is something we already touched on. Like this, so there's this article from Destructoid um, saying that a new Splinter Cell is reportedly not in development. So like, it's kind of going back and forth. And uh, I don't believe this yeah. whatsoever. So Destructoid it's, it's says, <laughs> despite constant teases and a recent cameo in Ghost Recon Wildlands, it appears that Ubisoft is not actively producing a new Splinter Cell game. In a recent episode of Kotaku's podcast, Jason Schreier stated that the company isn't actively working on a return for Sam Fisher. I don't buy any of this. Um, so then there's a quote here. I've asked a bunch of people about this because everybody wants to know if a Splinter Cell game is coming. Everyone I've talked to has said no. As far as they know, there's no Splinter Cell game in production. While Shire has an incredible track record with things like this, savvy readers should note that the wording being used, no one he has spoken with at Ubisoft knows if Splinter Cell is in production, so there's could be a chance that it remains. So I don't know. I'm kind of with you on this one. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, again, I've, I brought this up before. <laughs> Okay, but I I brought this up before when we mentioned like the um the revised Nintendo Switch editions, and then Reggie just flat out being like, "No, we're not doing any new model of the Nintendo Switch." And then like with plausible deniability, yeah. And then basically a week, not even a week later, they're like, "Yeah, there's a new Nintendo Switch coming out." <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I mean, they just gotta say no. I mean, if it's super under wraps, they can't say anything. It's I mean, they. I mean, they. They really have nothing to lose by lying about it, <laughs> and everything to lose by saying, "Oh yeah, man, there's, there's something." I mean, there's just too. There's too much going on with this Splinter Cell thing because I. I've even heard when they, 
so they put him in Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. And I hear that voice actor. He's the type that you wouldn't call in just to record a few voice lines. Like, he, he's a big name person. He's like your Steve Bloom. Like, you just... Well, I guess even Steve Bloom... Steve Bloom does small roles, but Steve Bloom is a pretty prolific voice actor, and you wouldn't, people call him in for big roles. You wouldn't invite this guy over to do a few voice lines for, like, a cameo. Yeah. So I, I've heard that. There's the GameStop thing with the night vision goggle, like, thing saying E3 that got posted very briefly and then taken down. There was the tweet that set, said, like... Yeah, like, essentially said something about working on the new Splinter Cell, and then that got taken down, and then was played off as a joke. Yeah. It's just, like, and yeah, it's, it's, that guy changing, like, his whole thing to Splinter Cell <laughs> stuff. I'm like, there's too much fishy stuff going yeah, like on Like you here. said, it's too it's fishy. It's <laughs> Sam fishy. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. So last week I mentioned that I played that crappy Zoo Tycoon game that was on... Uh, Xbox Game Pass. So I thought it was only fitting that I saw an article about this, and I'm not really much to go into, but basically it's just the title's all you need. Planet Zoo is a tycoon game striving for perfect animal realism. Even the leopards are spot on. So I see what they did there. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I don't think it's really too much worth going into unless people request more information about it, but like... If you heard me complain about Zoo Tycoon on Xbox Game Pass and you're like, well, maybe I'll check it out anyway. Uh, maybe check out this other one. It sounds like it might be better. <laughs> Unless it's only on Xbox that you can play it on because then I don't know if this is on Xbox or most Tycoon games don't make it to consoles. So um, so real quick, I think the Sam Fisher trailer is just going to be like his goggles and you'll hear the like sound of them lighting up and it'll be him pulling them off and he'll say, did you miss me, huh? And it'll be the Metal Gear thing. <laughs> it's, just, it's exactly like the Metal Gear trailer. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, Respawn will reveal its new Apex Legends character, Watson, this weekend. So, I mean, by the time this podcast is out, that will be revealed. Because this will be out probably late Sunday or sometime Monday. It just depends on... Last weekend, or last week I got it out on Monday because I only had one day... <laughs> So all these weekend, E3 so. predictions will be wrong. And yeah. if I didn't mention it here, even though I'm sure I've mentioned it several times, Nintendo also is going to show their lower, the lesser model, like the oh, 2DS yes. version of the We did Nintendo not bring that Switch. up this podcast, so... I'm sure they're going to show that and give that a release date, which I'm sure will be bundled yes. with Pokemon in some fashion, and, yes. or Animal Crossing in some fashion. I would agree with both. that. Gotta, they got to get that out before... The holiday season, especially if they want to move a lot of it's, units this year. It's going to be the holiday item, and especially yeah. with Pokemon. Yes. Because Pokemon sells gangbusters every time. I mean, the, I couldn't believe this because they, uh, well, I, I believe it, but it just seemed a little ridiculous. But with Pokemon, they had always released a two-pack with both versions of the game. And they did that with this, but it's $120. Yeah. So obviously before it'd be like 80 bucks, which seems still a little bit more reasonable, but I was yeah. like, 120 that, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, this one's funny. Uh, Ubisoft continues to insist that it doesn't make political video games, just mature ones. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that new Watch Dogs has to be fairly political. I mean... Th- 
Watch Dogs is like inherently political. I know. <laughs> it's, and this one, taking, I mean, you can make it this mature. This one has to be because it's taking place in London in a post-Brexit world. That's like the pitch. Yeah, that's how is that not? <sighs> it directly mentions Brexit. It. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, just mentioning that. I mean, that's that is a highly. I mean, those uh, games volatile are volatile subject right now. Those games involve hacktivism. Yes. Like, come on. <laughs> yes. Uh. So yeah. I, I mean, come on, Ubisoft. I mean, we're apolitical. Yeah. Man, we're. we're sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. People complaining about games that were uh, politicizing, uh, mentioning. They had a, there was like a list of games. They're like, these are games that aren't political, and these are games that are political. And it was like. The games that were political, they they like showed like Apex and Overwatch, and mostly <laughs> mostly it was all just games that were like, yeah, one of our characters are gay. Yeah, and then the and, ones in the not political, yeah, were like, like Watch Dogs, political. And, yeah, um, yeah, it was like super like Metal Gear. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like super super. Oh, Bioshock was listed. Oh my it's God! Like, <laughs> which that entire game is just a whole political commentary. <laughs> I mean, that and Metal Gear, like, yeah. oh my god, like... Just, like, probably the most political games of all time listed on the... Oh, yeah, these are cool games, but they're not political. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what video games are. <laughs> um, Take-Two CEO doesn't believe Fortnite has affected the industry. Uh, you're a dumbass. <laughs> there is no way that Fortnite hasn't affected the industry. Everything's different. Everything has changed when Fortnite attacked. There was a pre-Fortnite world, and now we're in a post-Fortnite world. A PF. <laughs> or I mean, yeah. I hate to reference it in such a way, but it's like Columbine. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know how what else to say. Or 9-11? Or you can go BCAD. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the least political one. I'm just do. saying that there's... There was there was a moment where the games industry was games a certain way, now. and now everything is different. Everything's radically different now. But I mean, I wouldn't say it's just Fortnite making those changes because even Fortnite isn't doing stuff like loot boxes. So I mean, it, loot boxes are another prolific thing that are going to be kind of going away because now the government is getting involved. Which it'll be interesting to see how things go for. Games like Magic the Gathering Online, which, like, that is a whole game model based off of pulling, I mean, quote-unquote, loot boxes. I mean, that's how trading cards are, though. They're, yeah. I don't know. We'll but, see. But, I mean, like, the the way the legislation sounds, like, it would it would still directly apply to these. I mean, it would. These. So, it's like, I don't know how they get around it, because that's what that game mechanic is. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, it's going to get real messy for these companies that are um, doing loot box type stuff. Um, I have a news thing I forgot in yeah. the E3 stuff. I'll put in quotes because I don't know if it was intended to show when it did. But as far as I know, it leaked and then they just put a trailer for it like a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, Darksiders Genesis. Oh, yeah. Which is a top down Diablo style game. It looks like it looks pretty cool, actually. And that is being made by, uh, oh crap. THQ Nordic? Not them, the devs. Airship Syndicate? Yes. Oh, it's, so it's published by THQ Nordic. Yeah, it's being made by Airship Syndicate, which they made uh, Battle Crashers. 
It's coming to Google Stadia too. Apparently, they're making more Battle Crashers comics, but interesting. Yeah, I don't. I back to the Take Two CEO. I mean, like obviously, competing company. He's uh, he he, he doesn't he doesn't want to acknowledge the impact that Fortnite has had on the gaming industry. I mean, just look at what it's done to PC gaming alone, and how many games that are like, yeah, now we don't sell games on Steam anymore because we can get a better deal on the Epic game launcher which never existed before Fortnite. so i mean even that aside it's just games have trouble having an audience due to something with the magnitude of Fortnite. yes yeah because it's there you're just there Fortnite is drawing people away from other games because people are trying to get good at Fortnite, and it's it, it takes a lot of time and practice to get good at those types of games and and people wanting, like companies wanting to have a Fortnite, like yes, a game that's like Fortnite. Yeah, it's just like with the EA uh, once Apex came out and everyone went crazy over Apex, and now Apex is a major player in the space. And um, I mean, all the game companies' stocks were tanking, and suddenly EA starts going up because we got a Fortnite. <laughs> it's basically which is funny because Fortnite's a PUBG. Yep. Yeah, that's a confusing argument. Yeah, well, and then PUBG is a mod, so <laughs> the rabbit hole goes deeper. Um, yeah, so he he's trying to say that he's trying to claim that their games cater to a different niche than Fortnite, which I mean, you can argue that, but I mean, still, it you can't just make a blanket statement that it hasn't affected the industry. <laughs> That's just plant. I mean, that's also just saying it hasn't affected us. That doesn't mean it hasn't affected the industry as a whole. Yeah. That's also branding yourself as the industry as a whole, which isn't true in the slightest. Let's see. Moving on. Oh, something I forgot to mention with the EA stuff, too. Uh, That skateboarding game that they showed last year isn't going to be at E3 this year. Um, What was that game called? Session? Yeah. Yeah, they're not showing it. The not skate skate game? Yes. It's not going to be at E3 this year. Um, So I'm not really sure what the deal with that is. That's because they're showing skate. <laughs> uh, I can't believe people are still on that. <clears throat> like, anytime you go to, like, an EA post on Facebook, it's always just filled with skate three comments. I mean, eventually they got to do it. I can't remember. I saw one. There was one thing. I can't remember who it was, but it was, it just turned into like a trolling of someone saying, great post, thanks for sharing. And then the, all the comments just said, yeah, great post, thanks for sharing. I can't remember what it was, though. It was hilarious. The Tony Hawk trilogy remastered. <laughs> okay, let's see. So it looks like we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight more articles here. <clears throat> Alright, so the artifact designer says it failed due to cards for money system review bombs. Oh no, that was a comma there. So it's both cards for money system and then review bombs. Which I mean that's difficult to say because I mean that's the Magic the Gathering model and they seem to be doing fine. Um I almost think that part of this was just because people wanted something else from Valve that wasn't a card game. And so I think part of it is just kind of sour grapes from that, which again, review bombs. So, I mean, I can get that second part, but I don't really believe that first part as much. I mean, although I do agree that they should have had a way for you to earn cards without paying money, like some games do that. I think so much of it is more, it hit at the wrong place, wrong time, and then on top of that, it wasn't 
like I said, with with wrong place, it wasn't on phones. It wasn't yes. on phones. Yeah, that's a big deal. I forgot about that. It and wasn't it wasn't on free to play. I think it should have been free to play. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially like if you are buying cards, then it should have been free to play. And this is a game that's it's ne- it's a necessity to be on mobile. It one hundred percent. And it's like those. I think those two factors. And it's like it's not like this requires a lot of graphical uh, power, so it can be on a phone. I mean, one hundred percent. There's no it reason. It looks good though, but like it, at this point, if you're making a game that isn't like like not something that needs low latency, not something that needs a controller app, like absolutely needs a controller. It's just like a simple card game or puzzle game or something like that. If you're not putting it on like uh, Android or <clears throat> Android or iOS, you're leaving money on the table and you're potentially screwing your brand because I mean, by the time you do get it on Android or iOS, nobody's going to care about it. Yeah, just the moment passed. And this game just hit at an inopportune time. Yes. It like th- there were other big games coming out around this and just no one cared. I mean, even I I played it a bit and I was pretty hyped for it, but I could even feel that it wasn't uh, after I played it that it, it wasn't really doing it for me at least. But we'll see. They're going to probably yeah. rebuild that thing into something viable cuz I mean, they're Valve. They work. still have some money to <laughs> throw around. Uh, we'll see what they do. Um, I mean, you. I, I think this is a Final Fantasy fourteen scenario where they could just be. rework it to something that's more viable. I, I 100% think they're just going to relaunch with go free to play, go on phones, and yeah. probably, obviously, entirely rework the model for monetizing. Yeah. Probably at a campaign. Yeah, that'd be a good... Those would be those are all good things that I think would help out and making that game kind of pick up again <laughs> um and then push past the blunder of what happened last week with uh all the twitch streams that was interesting <laughs> um so after raising $120,000 on Kickstarter, cult classic Charles Barkley RPG sequel has fallen apart. Uh, of course this is a Sequel to the 2008 cult classic RPG spoof, uh, Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. That's really sad because that game's cool. Yeah. Um, so it's lost nearly its entire development team. Um, and forum posts from the developer. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, forum posts from the former developers suggest that the game has completely imploded. Um, so things were going good at first. It looks like in development. Um, so then there's a post on here. It says, I should have been much more transparent with how the game was going and the trials we were encountering, keeping the work going. I am sorry. Um, there's only, uh, it looks like there's only one person remaining of the original Barkley two team. Wow. As the game continued to age, people left the project for lots of reasons, mostly due to taking jobs or losing interest. I mean, it, when you're working on a game and the game only raised $120,000, I mean, that's not a lot of money to support people, especially if it's several years that you're working on a game. So, I mean... I'm surprised that didn't get more than that, to be honest, because yeah. Bark- that Barkley-like free-to-play game was pretty hype and pretty cool. Yeah, well, the... the, the so this is the... The really sad thing is the estimated release for this game was supposed to be in late 2013. 
I mean, we're like five years overdue at that point. Yeah, so they must have just ran out of money. That's what I'm just thinking. Like a lot of money. they ran out of money. A lot of people just had to go take other jobs to support their families. I mean, you can't. I mean, if you're if it's a pet project, I can see working on stuff. But I mean, if you're working on a game full time, you still got to be making money from it somehow. <laughs> I mean, like me doing this podcast. I mean, I how do I do this podcast if I don't already have a job? <laughs> Unless like we're making money, but. Obviously, at this point, we don't have any ads or any sort of premium membership type stuff. So this is just the way I like it. Yeah, this is raw. This raw. is I just raw like to talk whirling. about games and scream about them. And <laughs> I can't wait for post E3. <laughs> we can just this, this weekend is going to be stuff. just just going to let this whole weekend wash over me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to get some advertising eventually. I don't. Eventually. I want to never make a penny off this. <laughs> I'm I'm losing money on this podcast. Shut up. I pay money. That's the way I like it. <laughs> that you're hemorrhaging money. Well, I'm not for hemorrhaging. To come over and yell. <laughs> t- for I'm, yeah, we we pay Marcus to come over here and yell. No. <laughs> Um, he gave me a Mountain Dew kickstart from it really amps my energy through the roof. Yeah, just right through the ceiling. Just pow. <laughs> Those plosives. <laughs> yeah, no, eventually I'm thinking do some not I don't know. I it I like the idea of like doing like premium content, but first I have to be able to put premium content out. I don't want to charge people for stuff like that if I'm not putting it out regularly or have something that I think is high enough quality that people would pay for. Um, I don't know. Other things I was also considering is like if we do do something like that, I would still I don't want people to not still hear it is the problem. I don't want to keep things like behind an indefinite paywall. I almost think like if we put out like a special, like special premium episode, like maybe like, oh, they become free after a month or two. So you can still listen to them. But like if you want to hear when they're fresh, you got to hand over those pennies. <laughs> Tell you listeners right now, you come to Marcus, I'll give them to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in a back alley somewhere. You, you have to find him physically and he'll hand them to you. Do you want some podcast audio clips? I'll just hand you a podcast. <laughs> what, what 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 are they going to be on? You're going to write them down on a piece it, of paper? It looks like a Grammy, but it's just like a little tiny gramophone that plays the podcast. <laughs> Do they have to spin it ra- manually? Yes. <laughs> so you get, it, it looks like a play date. So they got to... Oh God. So they gotta they gotta work for this then still yes like it's it's free but it's not free as in lunch yo you want some you want some free podcast <laughs> I just imagine you in a back alley with a bunch of tiny little gramophones in a bag hey. like a Santa Claus bag over hey. your shoulder here you go kid listen to that that's good that's quality stuff it's quality stuff most we, people pay for that <laughs> you're getting that for free but don't don't think it's free because you gotta work for it tell your friends <laughs> I'm back here every Thursday. <laughs> And bring me a sandwich next time. <laughs> hey, I thought this was free. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'll bring you a shit sandwich. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. Uh, let's see. Sony is testing 16 person parties for PlayStation 4. I think so. That's just PlayStation 4 chat. This is the, the, the party feature. Yeah, that's in the beta for the new OS update. I wonder. Now that I think about it, I don't know what the limit is on Xbox. I've never, I don't think I've hit that limit. I don't have enough friends to hit that limit. 
Well, this is just for the chat, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what games would support that. Maybe you just the current all limit your friends is eight. in a chat. Use Discord. Um. Oh, so this one, this you're gonna love this one. Top Fortnite streamers aren't happy. Epic scheduled two big events on the same day. Oh, wah! I'm gonna make millions of dollars doing doing two events. Wah! I have a hard time feeling sympathy about this. I just wish Ninja was more creative about his name. <laughs> no, I'm not going to harp on that anymore. So, on June 15th and 16th, Epic is hosting its second Fortnite Celebrity Pro-Am in Los Angeles where top players and cele- celebrities face off in a big flashy tournament. The Pro-Am overlaps with the final week of the online duos qualifiers. So, I don't know. I You have to do two things in one day that involves playing video games. I... You're not going to find any sympathy for me. <laughs> I mean, I just don't care, unfortunately. <laughs> for I just don't care about Fortnite. <laughs> uh, this one isn't even video game related, but I just wanted to mention it because we do bring up pop culture. Dark Phoenix is a bittersweet goodbye to Fox's X-Men. And uh, sounds like bittersweet it is because it is not getting great reviews. I heard it is a not good movie. I mean, from the trailer, it looked like a giant doozy to me, but... Yeah, it looked like a big oof. <laughs> a big ol' oof. Uh, heckin' yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It did not look like a good movie. I had zero interest in seeing this. I'll probably see it anyway because I'm paying for Amazon... Or, I say that every time. I'm paying for AMC A-List. So, I mean, I might as well... It's one of those things. Or I can just go see Godzilla again because that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Godzilla's amazing. That was such a good movie. So good. If you haven't seen Godzilla, King of the Monsters, you gotta go see it. I recommend it. He's a beast. I loved all the parts where the monsters were fighting. I wish there was more. Yeah, I agree with you. It and, had a lot, but it and, could be a lot more. And I, and, and, and I almost think that like it's not like I'm saying they're like there wasn't enough. I almost wish that there was like there's less less of the humans. <laughs> I just don't care about the people. That's like all it is. like the monsters were fighting, and then they're showing like the reactions of the people watching the monsters fighting. I'm like, get these people off screen. I don't give a fuck about them. I want to see the monsters fighting. I mean, I would watch a movie that was no talking, and it's just Godzilla and his wife Mothra, and they're like, <laughs> Godzilla's going to the bar every night and drinking, and like she's real mad the, and angry. The monster bar. And he's just like, rrr, rrr. do you think Godzilla drinks monsters? Like 200 gallons. <laughs> he goes to the factory where they're made and he just has a hose that he just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's huge. He's so big. But yeah, it looks like they're gearing up for King Kong. I mean, they, they've already really kind of. They, 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 they've said that. Yeah, the they've announced thing. the. The movie next year. I mean, King Kong versus or Godzilla versus King Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know how, how the t- title will play out, but I don't know. I remember. I distinctly remember uh, King Kong like getting his the shit kicked out of him in the last movie, and he he barely made it out alive. So I I don't know I'm how he con- holds up against fucking Godzilla. I know I texted you this, but I think they're gonna soup him up. I I de- I did have to. I don't know if he'll be a Mecha Kong, but. <laughs> I'm convinced they're going to amp him up in some way, shape, or form. Well, King Kong in his current state would just get curb stomped by Godzilla. Like, Godzilla could literally step on King Kong right now. They're going to make him bigger. 
this is just leading to uh, King Kong, what, what, what is Godzilla versus versus Pacific Rim. <laughs> no, that would be really cool, but uh, primal primal rage. Oh yeah. So so maybe they'll make Kong more like that. That he'll have like stinky toxic breath and like throw poo or something. <laughs> Radioactive poo. Well, I mean, well that would just fuel up Godzilla. Never mind. It'll be just real toxic. Extra poison. <laughs> give him pink eye. It'll give Godzilla a really bad <laughs> pink eye. He has no defense against bacteria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, go see that movie if you haven't. I recommend it. If you like big action-y movies, this it, is the movie for you. It's just stupid fun. If, yes. If you like kaiju movies, you like big monsters, it's good. You it like could action. still use less people, though. You I, like you like good CGI? I mean, they gave those monsters some personality with that CGI. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, do we have anything else to talk about? Oh, yeah, we got stuff to talk about. Uh, so Fortnite is finally starting to team up with artists for their dances instead of just stealing them. I liked it better the other way. Yeah, I liked it when it was like there was like this big old thing. Just, yeah, we're we're just taking these dances and we're gonna use them. And then you don't gonna, own them. You're gonna They're people, ours. Yeah. Now. See that dance you made? It's it, we made it. That's our dance. I got this cool dance that maybe they can steal. It's called the UFO. I just hover in the air for ten minutes. <laughs> That one might exist already. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Speaking of Godzilla, that's why I brought up Godzilla. So uh, the direct, director, Michael, is it pronounced Duggerty? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, no. Michael Duggerty. Oh, no. So he, he says, I truly believe if you add Godzilla to any movie, it becomes a better movie. Think about it. Take any movie in the world and 20 minutes in Godzilla shows up. I guarantee you it's more entertaining. I can't disagree with that. It's pretty cool. I mean, he is so cocky. Like, the title of this this article was King of the Monsters Director on Why Godzilla's Cinematic Universe Was Way Ahead of Its Time. (laughs) I mean, it's a giant monster. It's a giant kaiju. That's, oh, my God. You don't know how much I like monsters. Big monsters. Real big monsters. Especially alien monsters. All right, so this is another eSports one that you're going to love. So this uh, Fortnite streamer. Signed on to the FaZe Clan, which we talked about the other week. Um, but this kid signs on, and then he admits he's 12 years old and gets banned <laughs> from streaming. Uh, that's weird. Because you're, that's you. I think you're supposed to be of a certain age, probably 16, 15 or 16. Um, my Twitch account was suspended due to me being underage. He said during his first YouTube stream. And yes, I'm 12. I only lied that I could fulfill my dream of being a streamer. It's been my dream for a long time. Well, I mean, you're only 12, so I mean, it can't be that long. Couldn't have been that long amount of time. (laughs) It's been my dream ever since I was three years old to be a Twitch streamer. I've had nightmares older than you, kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to lie. I was too young, and it held me back. I couldn't wait two more years. So I, well, you had to wait till he was 14 weird all right well i mean that's yeah he's so he's banned on twitch but he can still stream on youtube as long as his parents supervise so as long as his parents are collecting the paychecks yeah <laughs> yeah you go right ahead sign on to this famous esports clan and we'll just uh 
we'll give you your allowance and we'll buy the Lambos ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like this kid was groomed in a way. Think that's possible. <laughs> uh, the Division 2 devs response to crunch and player feedback is a game changer. This comes in from GameSpot. Um, this comes in from Game Crunch. Game Crunch. So, oh, never mind. I'm cutting that out. They, they just, it was all just like talking about like in the video, they t- they mentioned this and that and we're not going to say anything. Um, crap, I think that was it. All right, we got no more articles. We used up all the news. That's it. That's it. The podcast is over, everybody. Go back. Uh, you're hearing this post E3, so all my predictions are wrong, and there's some other cool stuff, and not everything leaked, like I said. <laughs> all right, uh, everybody. Goodbye. Well, wait. Nope, <laughs> Still, that's it. That's the end. Before you go, I got to, once again, mention our, go to our website, litgamingarena.com. You can find articles that we post there. Join our Discord at chat.likegamingarena.com. You can hang out with us and the community. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, social media, all that fun stuff. Um, we're always active there. And also, don't forget to check out uh, the gamingpodcastalliance.com. You can find some other cool video game podcasts that uh, we are friends with, a bunch of more content if you want video games we got we got lots of video game content here you got our podcast you got Shart select you got precisely you got rated g for gamers which we uh will have uh appeared on their most recent episode uh with e3 predictions we sent in some predictions for them to put into their podcast so that's out so you can check that out right now and uh yeah uh, there's, there's other guys, other podcasts you can listen to. I'm terrible. I have a terrible memory, so I can't list all of them off the top of my head without a copy in front of me. So I'm sorry about that. But at some point, I will have mentioned everybody in either in the past or in the future. But yeah, go check out that website. It has links to all of us. Uh, you can follow all the links to the various social media that we are all on. And I think that's all I have for you guys today. So so come check us out next week post E3. And we're going to have a lot to say post E3. Uh, if, if I don't, then I'm sure Marcus will. He's going to have a lot of stuff to say. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. A goon to the main character. You weren't the main character. You were just like, <laughs> like fucking grease or something. Yeah. You like it's your coat collar. <laughs> you guys are gonna die when I tell you what character that is, though. <laughs> what? It's actually a character. It is. <laughs> it's Pee Wee Herman. Oh god. Don't <laughs> 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 tell me the rebel. <laughs> Ah, the secret word. <laughs> I have never watched. I love Pee Wee Herman so much. <laughs> this is the—it's the stupidest thing. You said 
That's that, fuck. That's the secret word. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever Eminem did that sound, I always thought of Pee Wee Herman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just lose it. Ah!